Welcome to the One One. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 138, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Uh, we've got a guest with us today. Not only am I alongside the Perth racing guru Terry Layton, but also the Prince of Perth, Tommy Johnson. Tommy, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. Hello, Terry. Hello, BJ. Hello, Tom. It's good to have you. Hello, Terence. Are you cold? He's not wearing a jumper. No, not too bad. I've got two in the car, but <laughs> don't, don't, two don't two in the car, but no don't, don't need them. <laughs> may poke your eye out in your pool, but that's all right. Oh, dear, you know, that's a good start. Tommy, how are we going? How's the uh, how's the Rex hunt been going? I saw you found Marlies in the last last week. I was really happy for you um, <laughs> with Marlies uh, knocking off Paris and George BJ. Oh, yeah. um, but how's the uh, how's everything been going? How's the Rex hunt? How's TMJ Bloodstock? How's life in your uh, in your pasty world? <laughs> um, we start with a pun. Um, as always, humbling still. Mm. Nothing really changes. Character building. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, winter's been tough just with the like unpredictability of the track and I sometimes find it hard to adjust mid-meeting. I'm quite stubborn when it comes to my form where I tend to think I'm correct no matter what. So when that doesn't patterns, sound familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> patterns start forming, it's- Looking into a mirror. Yeah, <laughs> trying, to, trying to learn on the go that I do need to adjust as stuff starts to play out with like cold rail or patterns mm-hmm. and all that. So in that aspect, it's been a little bit challenging, but always enjoyable. So nothing yeah. overly much it's to always, complain about. Always enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah, it's like um, the Game of Thrones, like they, the whole way through it, it was winter's coming. And then when now the, the, the post sequel is winter can fuck off. I think it's just, <laughs> that's, that's enough for me, I'll tell you what. Really glad that the rail was at the, the true pad last week because I really allowed for all those horses on the fence uh, to go well. And it's out at the six meter pad and the fence is uh, absolutely um, brown bread. I was, uh, I was, I couldn't believe it, honestly. I would have, yeah, anyway. Anyway, I think I've uh, carried on enough about that. But it's good to see you, Tom. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't uh, it? Yeah, it's been too long. <laughs> so you got the you got the bloodstock business cranky at the moment, Tommy? Yeah. Bit, up, bit happening on the- Up and running. Um, on the TMJ? Recently acquired um, a mayor off Danny Morton called Miss Vasari. Um, that will head to Michael Lane now. Mm-hmm. So that should be a bit of fun, we hope. Um, there's a few of us involved. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Hopefully just get a f- few more wins sooner. I think she's definitely got a lot more potential. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. Very yeah, she's run some big races. It's a very good fresh. I remember the first start run this campaign with, uh, I think it was Lucy Warwick. Yeah, um, thousand of on board. Yeah. yeah, real eye catcher. And then even her most recent run, I mean, she was, Brad Rewilla drew the, the car park and she was sort of in no man's land, still run a nice final sectional. So I feel like it's hard to improve from Danny, but it can just be an environment thing. And if she finds one length, maybe, I don't think she's been a very lucky um, there in her time as well. If she's just a bit more luck, finds that one length of Michael Lane. It could be a very astute purchase. Probably better than the 40 gram we the hell of Experience, bug. We pay for the experience. We do pay for the experience, dearie me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, do what, Terry the Handicapper? I just keep coming back to Terry, Terry the You love Terry the Handicapper, don't you? Yeah. It's all, uh, it's all about the learning. Even when you even when you lose, you're winning. So. Exactly right. <laughs> um, what about you, Guru? How, how's the punt been over uh, since the last time I saw you? Yeah, no, nah, really good. Really good. So. <laughs> Uh, nah, as Tommy said, quite humbling. It's just a, it's just a very uh, consistently, consistently consistent winter. 
It's uh, either a reasonable day or a pretty ordinary day, and yeah, yeah, just been battling away the last couple of months. Probably squarish, so it's a bit, uh, a little bit disappointing. Now, did, um, did you uh, did you join in the chorus and get on board the protege train at uh, Belmont Park yesterday? I had something small on. Yeah, I'd, I'd spoken to Deck and a, and a few people, and uh, I think I would have felt like a bit of a goose if I uh, I missed out. But uh, yeah, retrospect suggests should have uh, truckloaded. But when you watch them win by five, it's easy to say that afterwards that you should have had as much on as possible. But uh, impressive stuff mm. and I uh, I heard that Mitchell was um, giving it a good declaration as well. Yeah, Racing needs more of that. I love it. I love the characters in the game and yeah, I reckon the, the I really hope Mitchell turns into a big yard because I reckon he's a yeah, he's the, great for the game. The audio preview that that went out um, to the to the ownership <laughs> was yeah, it was about as confident as you'll get. Um, which was and then it was already outlined it well though in yeah. regards to the fact like we know we've got a horse with some mental issues as well so mm-hmm. it has to go in and it did she she hey hey sorry he played up pre-race and he did a bit wrong and i thought it was very smart tactically from holly just to take it to the top mm-hmm. um don't try and mess around with a horse that obviously does have a few tricks so yeah we might see him step out in something a bit better next time is he going around again this campaign or put it straight sure. away and come back for Not something sure, yeah very fast horse though isn't very he? Fast yeah, horse, very fast yeah. horse so um, good look is, around. Holly knew what she had underneath her. Which is good. We've got peak. We've got a very exciting batch of three-year-olds coming through, don't you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, I, I definitely Just a good think crop. So. Really good crop. Like, obviously, the Amelia's Jewel's the, the standout. She's she's up here. But underneath her, there's there's a lot of lot of horses putting themselves in the ring for being the second, third, fourth seed, especially with the $500,000 Placid Arc now, which is the 1,200-meter race um, alongside the the $500,000 WA Guineas. So the three-year-olds have those options now where they didn't necessarily have them before. Yeah, well, I think horses like, you know, Rumour says, I think one that's definitely could be up to that level. I think from what he, I think he, he has shown so far is that his potential could be unlimited. Mm. So he looks a real talent. Mm. And then got a couple going around on Saturday that yeah. definitely from what it seems from the trials and the races, really up to that level as well. So as exciting time. Aztec ruler, yeah, exactly. Aztec yeah. ruler, yeah. Some real crackers. They could all clash in like a a guineas. Yeah. What's the What's the plan with Amelia's Jewel? What do you think it'll be? They'll probably go the fourteen. What's the fourteen? The Burgess Queen. The Burgess Queen yeah. into a champion, guineas. Champion fillies, maybe then the guineas. Not sure. Yeah, it's the backup, isn't it? Mm. If they do that, the same schedule in the seven days into the Kingston Town and. Have a look from there. You could mm. even drop if she's going that well. I think there'll be quite a few that look to. What's the gap between the the gold rush? Between the Kingston and the gold rush? Seven days? 14 days? 14 days. Yeah. 14 days. I think there'll be a few good ones that'll be saying, Jesus, million and a half on offer here. Yeah. And there'll be a few from horses like even Elite Street potentially. I reckon they might have to say, well, do we stretch her out to 14, him out to 14? Yeah, here. absolutely. And, I think that's yeah, so the gold rush is a race that will be intriguing to do the form in just with horses dropping back in trip, stepping up. Potentially sprinters that are maybe just out of their comfort zone a little bit. Three year olds. Will yet yeah, three year olds. Will, will, will yeah. there be will there be a couple that okay, well, this is the race we're gonna target. We're mm. not gonna get messy and go to a railway and go to this. This is our target race, and they could be the ones that have benefited. Well, so that would be the most interesting race through the form. Yeah, I know Kiss on all four cheeks is likely to come back, Winterbottom, um, Gold Rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you never know what Bob might do with some of his horses as well. Yeah, they yep. might make it. That extra half a million good. changes the game a little bit, don't it? Sure does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But uh, we'll, we'll chat about a couple of the three year olds um, that have a rather high profile when we preview um, mm. 
race two on the card this Saturday. That's the only but, race I really want to preview. To yeah, the other I can go and get stuff. Card wasn't all that inspiring. Oh, really, well, even the like. Um, you know, we're honouring Idyllic Prince uh, from the the champion from the Jimmy Taylor Team Taylor Yard from um, from a few years ago in the feature this Saturday, the Wait for Age feature. But in in the past, it's, it's often used as a as a stepping stone for WA horses, highly rated WA horses, start there and then they could go across to Victoria. I think that's the real reason why it's a Wait for Age race mm-hmm. is that you have that. They can start their campaign in WA. I think it was initially used as a race for for horses such as Northerly, where they could start there rather than getting weighted out of a handicap and then progress onto Melbourne. Unfortunately, it looks like all our West Australian horses are already there. Mm. So the the while Neuro Dio is a one hundred five rider, it just doesn't really have the feel of a wait for age race. So which is, I mean, it's understandable because it's this time of year. But when you have a look at the horses that are uh, the WA horses that are over uh, in Victoria at the moment, which I'm about to get to, you can see why that race lacks a bit of depth. So we'll be cheering on Western Empire in the Group 1 Memsey, uh, uh, the Cerise and White. He's uh, racing first up for Danny O'Brien, drawn wide, but um, very, very obviously uh, railway stakes winner, um, superstar in the making. So he's uh, he's in the Group 1 Memsey, we've got Graceful Girl kissing all four cheeks in the Cockrum. Red Can Man is in the Heath, 1100-metre sprint. So Sean McGrady going over to ride Red Can Man and Chris Parnham going over to ride kissing all four cheeks in their respective races. And uh, Bam's on fire is back over on the east. She's still kicking around. She, <laughs> she's going around as well. Surprised so. you didn't lead with that one, actually, BJ. <laughs> so I couldn't leave Bam's out. Um, and then, of course, we had uh, Showmanship, the Cerise and White, Bob and Sandra Peters, Show County Country, uh, Show County Group Three winner at Randwick last Saturday as well. Did you catch Showmanship? Yeah, I did. Really yeah. impressive, um, especially with obviously it's been well known she's got some type of issues. So they because they keep numb except and scratch mm. just on the basis of chasing the track. wet tracks. Yeah, I believe so. I yeah. think they're they cha- a little bit they're of chasing dip. the wet tracks. I think they need yeah, a little bit of giving the, the ground. Yeah. So um, for her, I just hope she can keep her feet right and her yeah it him. is her him. Oh, him. Yeah. I hope he can keep his feet right because as we've seen yeah there's, he's uh, got a fair bit of talent he's yeah he's with agendas he's a weapon um, I'm just are you, are you gonna are you gonna back West Empire blindly I have no idea of the form. Like, more, I don't even know. What's more than likely. <laughs> I did a bit of blood crocodiles in the race and these other horses, but nah. I did a bit I'm of form last night. I'm not I think, doing any form. I think if- uh, I'm going to make my biggest bet of the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a reckless mood. Until Carnarvon, of course. Until the Narv, honestly. Until the 100%. The Narv is going to be my highlight of the weekend comfortably. Yeah. So I actually think that's a really good race for Kissing All Four Cheeks. Gate five um, in that mare's race on uh, on Saturday as well. So Sean McGrady's having his very first ride in Victoria. Gate one, Red Can Man for his old mate, Steve Wolf. So terrific opportunity there for Sean. That's great. So yeah, we've got a bit to cheer for even if- Did we, the boys pick up any other rides? Chris, uh, Chris is on one other ride, I yep. think. Yeah. But okay. I don't know. I think it might be an emergency at this stage. Right so, um, But yeah, it's uh, all the all the big guns are um, starting to flex over there mm. uh, on in Melbourne and Sydney, of course, but um, yeah, but close to the home, we're still trying to build into our real, uh, real quality uh, racing. Just 
hopefully, um, as Terry meant, uh, mentioned before, winter is uh, sort of on the decline and we can start, uh, sun can come out and the good horses can come out as well. So, But one exciting development we have here at the 1-1 is uh, we're welcoming a new sponsor on board, Witten's Irrigation and Design, headed by Craig Witten, a, uh, a young man um, forging a path within the WA racing industry. He uh, Witten's is going to be sponsoring our uh, weekly track report, uh, which has been quite a topic of discussion recently with all these uh, wet tracks and um, uh, interchangeable rail positions. <laughs> so uh, it'd be good to get uh, it'd be good to get a little bit more insight from uh, from Craig. He's uh, done lots of work work on uh, both Belmont and Ascot as the uh, irrigation technician, and um, he's got a uh, a uh, growing expanding business as well. So we'd like to welcome um, Witten's Irrigation and Design on the One One, and we thought we'd better introduce Craig to the uh, the One One faithful and uh, have a quick chat about him, about his business and just about his history in the game. So uh, let's take a break and we'll be back with uh, our chat with Craig Witten. Okay, it's time to welcome our newest addition to the One One, uh, Craig Witten from Witten's Irrigation and Design. Craig, welcome to the family. Thanks for having me. Mate, uh, we finally got there. It's been a it's been a process to get uh, to get you on board and to get ourselves organised. But uh, thanks for coming on board uh, with your business, Witten's Irrigation Design, as a as a sponsor here at the One One. Now, our listeners are going to be hearing a lot about Witten's in the future. So, give them a bit of insight into exactly what you do. Uh, yeah. So, started irrigation when I left school back in 20, 2014 and um, did three years at an irrigation uh, shop down there um, in Mosselman. Um, then started my own business uh, six years ago now. There was opportunity came up uh, at Perth Racing and Irrigation Tech. Um, so, took that that role and been doing that for five years now and also do some irrigation on the side through my business and a lot of stuff at at other racetracks around Australia and um, yeah, looking forward to, to what we can do down the track with the one one. Very good. So so what what drew you into uh, to the one one? Ah, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. Don't mind to have a bet. <laughs> Very good. You're all, the, um, I guess, you know, doing the right thing and getting our name out there, and that's WA Racing and doing everything we can do to improve it on whatever front it is. We should all get together and do it as a team. Excellent, man. So a lot of our listeners will be familiar with the last name. So it's great that you've got racing at your heart, of course, being from a racing family. Your father, Robert, a thoroughbred horse trainer. Your sister, Kate, a jockey and also a uh, mastermind on uh, the 1-1, not that long ago. So you, you do have racing in your blood. So that, um, I guess, has led you down uh, uh, and you found a way to to not only do something that you're passionate about, but within an industry that you're passionate about. Yeah, correct. And I think if if you did, if you wanted to do a brother, sister, a mastermind, I'd be happy to Take it out. <laughs> I'm sure we can we can arrange that. We don't we don't mind a uh, a grudge match here on uh, the one one WA Racing Mastermind. Thanks to our friends at the Mundaring Hotel. Now, Craig, you're a staff member at Perth Racing. You're a um, irrigation technician, but you've got your your Witten's business as well. And and um, as part of that business, you've worked on basically every grass track in Western Australia. I believe you're in in Geraldton um, at the Geraldton Turf Club. Driven up there today to do work there. Um, I've noticed on. Instagram 
Instagram, you did a big job at the Mount Barker Turf Club. Also, you've worked for thoroughbred horse trainers in in helping them with their irrigation needs and some standard bred trainers as well, as well as some schools around Western Australia. So you've been keeping pretty busy and um, the Witten name's definitely been been getting out there and you've been, I guess you've been getting trusted to do some um, some pivotal work within the within the industry. Yeah, um, and I definitely couldn't do it alone. You know, got a lot of help and support along the way. Like my um, mum and dad have been in business for thirty odd years, and like very good to lean on. Um, you know, massive credit to to Brock Neeling, track manager at the moment at, at Perth Racing, and probably the one that started all um, C Nation. You know, really pushed me to. He said, "Like you've got a talent in this, and you know, you've you've improved." Ascot and Belmont so much, um, you know, let's, let's improve WA racing as a whole. And he really pushed me to get me out there and get me started on the commercial, like, racetrack sort of front mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff helped. I think just like, you know, understanding the horse, obviously coming from a racing background, you can talk to the, the client and get a, you can explain to them what ways you think are more beneficial for, them and for their racetrack or a day paddock, whatever it is, um, and like they can always, you know, they always agree because they understand um, and kind of, you know, you can talk horses and get the same sort of understanding on what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I imagine that that that's um, horse safety, horse horse welfare is massive, especially in your your line of work. That that gives you a real edge as well. If you can if you can produce a product or a service, especially when you're dealing with, I guess you've you've helped design and build some training tracks for some standard bred trainers. Uh, you've also done some day paddocks with the Pierce Brothers, the Pierce Racing Stables, and obviously the the key there is um, the the surface that they provide there for their horses has to be up to a standard to keep them uh, safe and sound. Yeah, correct. You know, like happy horse. Happy life, yeah. you know. You you got happy horses. You 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 know you're one step closer to training winners. And if we can do any sort of improvement to you know any facility, then like I reckon we're having a win. Mount Barker, for example, like that system was when we got there was probably very close to thirty years old. Wow. And um, over over four years, we've gradually in, improved it and just like getting like a hundred new sprinklers on a track like that, like the amount of improvement sprinklers have made in 30 years, it's all like curtain spray technology now and the performance of that sprinkler now on, you know, how it produces the spray and the coverage of water um, onto the track, you're improving the surface and then it's safer for the horse and more importantly, the drop. Yeah, and hundred percent. And I imagine that's probably the case West Australia wide, isn't it? Like keeping up with technology and making sure that we reinvest in our in our racetracks to make sure that they're up to best practice. So, as I said at the moment, you're at the you're at the Geraldton Turf Club, but here at the One One, we always preview the Saturday meeting, and uh, nine times out of ten, it is at either Ascot or Belmont. So, when did you say you started working for Perth Racing, Craig? I've been there February. Five years. Okay, so you're you're you've got a tremendous um, knowledge and association there with our two premier metropolitan venues. Before we get on to Belmont, tell me about Ascot. What what makes in your mind what makes Ascot 
so special? And what what are the, some of the things that that have um, I guess that that can that we've improved in your time there to make the track and the the I guess the facility as good as it can be. Um, yeah, I reckon in my five years, um, you know, starting um, with Chris, um, had like full support in me to improve irrigation, not just on the track itself, but around the ground. And oh, geez, we we did a lot of a lot of work um, early days improving just so much on um, not so much water quality, but the system was running at like somewhere around that 1,000 kPa mark. The way the sprinklers were performing, it was like way over um, in pressure, if that kind of makes sense. So um, to try and like explain it in so everyone can understand it, uh, when the system is running at over like capacity, the, the sprinkler itself kind of, it's kind of running over its curve, if that makes sense. Like instead of it throwing it, 30 metres that it should, um, it's throwing 31 to 32, but that extra two metres is you know, affecting the coverage of you know, the sprinkler on the inside and the sprinkler on the outside. So we did a lot of work there with like pressure and we changed oh, we changed probably 40 nozzles um, that were just worn out and out of date and that all comes back to um, that all comes back to the performance of the sprinkler when when you do those sort of upgrades. So without being biased, I reckon it's one of the most important parts about a race day is track and, and irrigation. Yeah, and I suppose, and we've been speaking about this recently on the one one with the the rainfall Belmont has exposed to, and it's created lanes and going and an unevenness of the track kind of naturally because of the amount of rainfall and I, and I imagine, I don't know how old Belmont is, 30 or 40 years and, and things like that. So it's got its own little quirks um, in regards to drainage and, and those sorts of things. But in regards to Ascot, because it's drier all the time, I guess the the important thing to, I guess, eliminate or to, you know, counter potential lanes and biases is, is the evenness of the surface. And I guess a lot of that has to come down to making sure that the the watering system is correct and that it's hitting all the all the uh, places it's meant to in order to create that even, safe and uh, consistent racing service that gives every horse a chance. Correct. Yeah. And like you know, this summer being the first one with um, Brock, that'll it'll be a, a massive focus of ours. We'll talk um, you know, five times a day about what we're going to do and and how we're going to go about it. And I think that's that's key in any any relationship. It'll same nation used to talk daily about it and what we we're going to do and good to have people uh, like them you know role models to me that um can learn off and they, they teach you a great deal 100 percent. yeah we've had we've had chris uh chris nation is a, a friend of the show we had him on a couple of times before he he moved back home to new south wales and uh no doubt he's doing tremendous things over there at the newcastle jockey club um now with uh the hot topic at the moment is the Belmont race course. Um, so it's been a you know well documented that we've had several you know heavy tracks. We had a couple of abandoned meetings. We, have, we had a day where we had twelve races on. There's when the rail went back to the true. It was you needed to be on the fence when the rail's been off. Um, you needed to be sort of out wider. So. I just think for starter, the starting point whenever my discussion with Belmont is just what a marvelous 
track it's been and how well it's serviced Western Australian racing over a long period of time. Um, well and truly overdue yeah. for, for an upgrade across across the board. But um, And the fact that she's winter after winter, she stands up and, and it was even more impactful, I suppose, this year because racing – went because of the Bunbury redevelopment there. Belmont didn't necessarily have the time off that it usually does for the, all the work that needs to be there. So for our listeners, when it comes to rainfall, can you can you tell our listeners the best way to look at, I guess, the Bureau of Meteorology reporting in the when you're doing your form on a Wednesday or a Thursday for the for the meeting on the Saturday, what does rainfall mean to Belmont in regards to predi- accurately predicting a track rating? Yeah, well, I'm- I'll touch on a few things there. Massive credit to it, to the track, to hold that many meetings. It hasn't, it, I think we shut down for, for six weeks to change from that winter period to back to the summer and then race all through the summer. And then um, I think we did another six weeks again and then we started, might have been a little bit longer than six, and then we started this winter season. Um, it's definitely the only track in Australia that has held that many meetings. And I think the way that, it's played and the way that it's produced is you definitely got to give credit where credit's due. Like um, massive thanks to the people that are involved in that. All the all those boys listen and they know who they are. And yeah, second of all, like I think like because we've done it, I've done a fair bit of um, excavation work there on like fixing sprinklers and um, digging up parts of the track. It's amazing um, part of the, the like the soil and that the, the structure and the profile of the of the track. I don't know if you know this, but that, that old power station that's across the road, um, I think I don't think it's, it's abandoned now. Like they used to dump all their, it's like a silty, like burnt off kind of coal sort of uh, profile. Right. Um, it, we're talking like 400 and below, and some of the best soil like I reckon I've ever had anything to do with. So you know, it's funny how things like that that and that was put in there, you know a long time ago before, mm. before Belmont began and like just things like that they, you just probably can't change about a place so uh, I, yeah I, I reckon it's a great track yeah under normal circumstances it, good, it gets a good period of time off doesn't it Belmont before we return there so yeah. you can do a full renovation in a way rather than a reconstruction it's a yeah. re- renovation which is what normally happens yeah. and that that was what wasn't happened this year but just just the topic of the month of course is rainfall and, and Belmont Park on a Saturday so just yep. that question again about when punters, when our listeners are trying to accurately predict or attempt to predict a uh, track rating for the Saturday when they're doing form on the Wednesday and the Thursday, r- what does rainfall mean to Belmont? Um, how does the drainage there work? And, um, and you know, what are the key factors in determining whether the track is going to be significantly rain affected or, or whether it's going to be, you know, a 4-5? Belmont, as you know, drains extremely well. Um, and for the listeners that don't know, talking drainage, if we had 40 mil on a, say, Monday and it was probably a little like overcast and a little drizzle on, on Tuesday, it, it drained so well that it could be an eight on uh, on the Monday from the rain and be a five by the end of the meeting, you know, close to a, close to a four. For example, we've got six mils uh, going out today at uh, three o'clock. Um, and I know we haven't had rain for 10 days now, but the reason why we, we are having to put a bit of water on is because you know, it drains so well and we want to keep that moisture in the profile. Yeah, so I was going to ask you that actually because it's a 
it's a good four at the moment uh, on the on the yep. Chris website. No rainfall to come. No no recent irrigation as well. So I was actually going to ask you that. What so with with no rainfall today being Thursday, no rainfall Friday, and there's a chance of rain on Saturday. Just how you how yep. you how do you map out the required irrigation for? Thursday, Friday, leading into possible rainfall on a Saturday. So the website, I think, was updated at 9.30 this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time, well, sorry, yeah, um, 24 hours' time from that update, uh, I reckon we'll see six mils of irrigation. Yeah. Um, if, if we don't, I'm probably in a bit of trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I think if, if it stays the way it is, we probably put it put – Put another lick on Friday. Um, it just depends. Like I've looked at the forecast, and I don't reckon we're getting much on Saturday. It's going to be overcast, but you know that dew will stay around um, in the morning because we've still got the cold nights. But I don't. Like, I reckon if we get if we get more than five, I'll be very surprised. Very good. Yeah, and of course, it's rain. Of any track really struggles when it's rain on the day or just before the first or during the meeting. Right. So Belmont's no different. It's just that that's where uh, our winter racing headquarters is, and we've seen that during during the the winter where the the day started at at X. There was rain during significant rainfall during the day, and then the track rapidly deteriorated from there. But um, so far, we managed to get through the major- majority of the season um, safely. Um, Last thing, are you looking forward to getting back to Ascot? Uh, oh, it's our number one venue in uh, WA and, yeah, it's a great place to work. We've still got... Um, October 8, we're back. So yeah, how's okay. uh, how's headquarters looking? Um, what are we, six six or so weeks away? Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, be, um, we'll be looking very well on open day, put it that way. Awesome. Witten's irrigation and design. Uh, mate... I did say just before that was the last one. This is the last thing. What what what's what can you see, Craig Witten and, and your business? What, what's the the vision for the future look like? Um, just a young guy, mid twenties, um, trying to make his way in the game. Um, got off to got off to a tremendous start in your chosen um, profession. What is what does the future look like um, in, in I guess embedding your your business and your services um, and your skill set within the WA thoroughbred racehorse industry? A goal of mine was definitely to um, install a irrigation system um, in WA from from start to finish. Like obviously we've done Mount Barker that we, you know, over five years we or four years we've pretty well um, covered off everything. Um, but you know to do a massive like big project over you know a month uh, at it every day that's a goal in the next five years to do. Um, but long term, oh, look, I think a bit the same with everyone that's involved in it. We want to see WA racing improve. And if I can do anything um, to improve it irrigation-wise, well, then um, I'm happy to happy to do that. And we're more than happy to have you on board here at the 1-1, Craig, and all the good work that you're doing in the game. Mate, Witten's Irrigation and Design, where can people find out more information 
I uh, have been online to check out your social media uh, stuff. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, very intricate <laughs> work you, you do there. Uh, you got a lot going on, but um, yeah, I really, really enjoy some of the the videos and the, the images that you put up for all the different places that you've worked and all the work that you've completed. So, where can uh, where can some of our listeners and people looking to to engage your services? How can they how can they find you? Yeah, well, my main. Um you know, I haven't really done any advertising or any, um, probably my first sort of, um, you know, get myself out there. And I thought there's no better place than WA's number one racing podcast. Um, <laughs> so I thought, I'd, you know, it's my first sort of bit of, um, yeah, advertising I've done. But I, I really just have an Instagram page, um, Whitney ID. Um, got a lot of cool stuff on there. A lot of people probably don't think it's that um, interesting, but I find it interesting <laughs> and I've got a passion in it and, you know, I've got a passion in racing, so why not mix both together? Mate, I did enjoy the the time lapse video that you that you put up. I think a few more of those. That was uh, that was very <laughs> cool. The one that I caught. I think think that was on your uh, your Instagram page there. That was uh, outstanding. Um, yeah, so you can find Witten's on on Instagram and Facebook, and of course, as I said at the start of this chat with Craig, that our listeners will be hearing a lot more about Witten's and uh, just what, what do you think about the tagline, mate? Witten's irrigation design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. I reckon that's the best one that's going to have to stay, I think. <laughs> Very good. So uh, so our track report today for the first time will be brought to you by, uh, by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Craig, great chatting to you today. Thanks for your support here at the 1-1 and um, hopefully catch up with you at the races very soon. No worries. Thanks for having us and enjoy. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Idyllic Prince Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Temi, uh, Temi, Terry Layton, and Terrying up with <laughs> Teeming Layton. <laughs> Terry Layton and uh, Tommy Johnson teaming up to record episode 138 of the 1 1. We're getting there. Uh, this is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just before 11 a.m. on Thursday, the 25th of August. Cracking meeting in the Avon Valley today, Northern. Belmont and it's Kananara Cup Day this Saturday and Peter Evans Memorial Sprint at the Narve, Carnarvon, Sunday. Terry can't wait. Anyone's got any specials at Kananara? Not for me. I've got a couple of mates that are going to the Cup. Are they there? Yeah, going to the Cup. I used to live up there. So I told them I've got absolutely no idea. But the fact it's... um, Half down form, so I haven't got an absolute yeah, clue. But uh, yeah. if you have any specials, let us know and I'll, I'll pass them on. I had a look at the results last week and I think the, the Darwin... Dominated. Raiders got uh, got most of the cash up there, but yeah, okay. um, yeah, so yeah, interesting. Uh, stay tuned uh, for info on how you can enter the market city meets get out stakes competition. I think it's five six bucks the field this week as well, mm. which we love to see. Uh, and we're going to have a week off. Um, last week's we need a we need a, a come down week. I think <laughs> after uh, after D Crips took care of uh, a, a buoyant. A buoyant Andrew Walker last week, and uh, next Thursday we'll kick off our uh, tournament. Our tournament. Tournament. So we'll have uh, we'll have a week off in uh, anticipation of the tournament. This is the uh, this is the the Dome, Media Moguls Dome, Mastermind. I just Dome made that Racing up. Media yeah. Moguls the Mastermind. The Triple M. Yeah. All right. So who, just give the listeners a bit of a sample. In an ideal world, who'd, who'd be first cabs off the rank next? So what are we? Ah, uh, no, it'll be a random draw. Yeah, we'll do it during the week. We we'll, might even get to see how wonderful. Uh, I don't think we'll see it. I think we'll just randomly drop everyone's name in a hat and 
And maybe if we want to have a few tasty matchups, we might rig it, but yeah, uh, we'll see how we go. There's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, hard to beat the Kalgoorlie Cup. So. <laughs> um, what are we thinking? Oh, geez. Um, Taylor times two. Yeah. Embry, Heaton, uh, Olmos, uh, Rooney. Uh, well, it all, it all I want Santarelli. It all started with uh, Taylor Toms too. The new Marsline 2.0. It did. Uh, Bullsbrook. Out of Bullsbrook, yep. yes. Exactly right. So On, uh, on uh, Lois's kitchen table there. Mm-hmm. So with, uh, I knew the Prince was looking over us um, mm-hmm. on the wall, adorning the walls there at uh, Team Taylor headquarters. So um, maybe that could be full circle moment. Team very Taylor. Fitting. Yeah. yeah. Very fitting. So uh, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Ask him. Um, yeah. Many names. Don't want to forget any. Mm. We'll get them involved. What about the what about unhinged Morgan versus McManus? Well, McManus like, is actually hey? refusing, and I'm go, you gotta, I've got to copy him. We've got to uh, give it to him. This he's refusing. Doesn't reckon he doesn't know if he'll have the time. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Is that a doesn't have? Oh, I don't know. To me, it sounds. Oh, I, I personally, when he said that, I I breathed in. Do you know what I smelt? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Was that a come on, Brad, or a grow up, Brad? Which one was it? Uh, it's just nothing. You yeah. don't you don't talk to him after that. No okay. response. You just you just show disappointment. All right. Yeah. What, what's happening in uh, with the Guru side projects in the uh, in the Betfair world? That's betfair.com.au. Mate, I'm I'm not really sure. Oh, you back right. Somebody has absolutely just moosted. Moosted? Is that even a word? That's not a word. Monster. Fuck me, dead monstered. Or boosted. Regal magic in the last. Fuck, I hate everybody. I hate them all. Um, nah, not much is happening. Just going to Written previews. Written previews. Yeah, well, you write them when you think the rail's at the true position. It's actually at the sixth position, BJ, mm. so it makes it difficult. But well, uh, What about uh, Fitzy's fill-ups and yeah, fun on Fitzy's, Yeah, all the Fs. Yeah. Yep. No, nah, it's all up. Now, I think it's Saturday now. Saturday. Saturday morning, yeah, Wednesday morning. Went on a tip three losers yesterday, so <laughs> I'm sure everyone was glad to grab those three off me. So, uh, yeah, no, just doing bits and pieces here and there. Nothing exciting. Just trying to back some winners. It's all about Carnarvon. The Nav. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So um, this is for the very first time. It's time for the Belmont Track Report brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's Terry Rail is where on Saturday. That was very good, wasn't it? <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> nice. How do you feel, Tommy, being here for the first ever that? What you said. <laughs> I'll have to remember that one myself. I'm 139 <laughs> episodes in and still remembering the one line I have to do. Uh, it's at eight metres for the entire. How do you think it's going to play, Tommy? Um, I'll let you know at about three o'clock on yeah. Saturday, I reckon, because it's, if I have an idea, generally it's wrong. So I just it's been a bit of a lucky dip, though, hasn't it? Really, Let's yeah. Be fair. Well, I mean, lack of rain's usually leading to closer to the fence on pace type setup. Even yesterday, to a degree, that's how it played. A couple of winners came from the back, but they were in races where the leaders and the speed was wild, and it had to be run in that particular way. Yeah, but even in theory, I thought six meters last week played cold rail, and move out to eight i think that's still a used pad mm-hmm. and if the rain comes on saturday just slightly i think it will start to play a bit more fair than like earlier anticipated so yep i'll tend to just go into well, i have tended to go into this meeting just going everyone can win from anywhere yeah do you ever go into because i know you, you are quite an opinionated man at times if you do have a feeling the rail is going to play in a particular manner do you really hammer that thought process early or do you go in with a little bit of slightly circumspect, um, knowing that if it doesn't go that way, you could be uh, you could be in for five early that, that it doesn't play? No, I go, generally we'll go guts in if I right, think there's I like a pattern. That. Yeah, exactly right. And then you get it wrong 99% yeah. of the time. Yeah, well, especially last year, winter, it was a bit different. I had 
a little bit of help from the track of just getting an understanding of how it was playing from people I knew mm-hmm. there. Um, half the time wrong, but like it made up for it and half the time it was right with just the general fact of certain pads were playing certain ways mm-hmm. and getting that information where this year um, Cole Potter has been a little bit more skew on that information. So it does make it a bit harder, obviously, but I guess I just fall back into the category of every single other person that doesn't have that information. So uh, on his defence, he's been pretty busy making sure all the races start at the correct journey. <laughs> so uh, time to kick off? Well, yeah, so it's um, there was a bit of tra- updated track info this morning. No rainfall last three, four hours, only 12 mil the last seven days. So the, <clears throat> the track's drying out. Wow. The one thing I'll say is there's only a, like it says there there's going to be rain Saturday morning, but it's not a certainty. Mm-hmm. If no rain comes, it's going to be a good throw because mm. they won't water it, will they? So it'll be a, if if no rain comes, uh, I reckon then you probably do want to be on the inside. Or you'd just want to be forward because it's going to play like a uh, it's going to play like a good throw at Kalgoorlie or Esperance, a firm two. Yeah, so the sun's out tomorrow uh, today. Sun's out tomorrow, and uh, there is. On the bomb, on the bureau, a maximum of 18 for Saturday, possible rainfall, one to three mil when they're talking about morning rain. So, Jeez, that's, it's an interesting watch, isn't mm. it? The rain, I mean, it's probably going to come, but if it doesn't, you can only imagine they're not going to irrigate, I would have thought. Yeah, so. yeah. So I'll just double check here. The track is – tracks are four at the moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so just keep an eye. There's some good stuff on Chris – Listeners, so if you ever, so they they always mark up how much uh, irrigation, how much rainfall. They usually they're pretty up to date with their track info. So, um, but it's just been one of those one of those periods of time, Tommy, hasn't it, where the track's just been such a huge overriding variable in the way that the races have shaped out. Yeah, just the unpredictability behind. Mm. Like it's almost guesswork at times whether or not a horse will get through the ground. Well, let's let's talk about just quickly. Let's talk about Resort Man as an example. Sits, yep. you know, he sits what three wide, no cover. On a rain-affected track, two starts ago, what was that? Is that the Bolton sprint? Was that it? was the Bolton, yes. Uh, wins. And then uh, is fence on a heavy 10 um, uh, in the Belmont Newmarket last start and just couldn't couldn't pick up his legs. So it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and the stable, from what I've heard, were awfully confident that it would ha- or he would handle that ground completely fine. Mm. And speaking to connections after the race that sh- basically just – that track was as bad a rate as a track, like just generally didn't a get through 15. it. Yeah, it couldn't, it couldn't just, go any lower. Yeah, yeah, just no matter, it's just not a bad performance. It's just, it didn't handle it. And that's the the thing we're facing at the minute is that's the potential of a horse that does get through heavy ground completely fine and just finds the wrong part of a track or whatever and just doesn't go. So there's fine, there's certain lanes that are hot, but even they're hard to find at times. Yeah. So I, I just need less replays <coughs> because you don't need to go and look at resort. Oh, beaten 12 lengths. I didn't know what it was, 10, 12, 15 lengths. You don't need to watch it. Yeah. Like, it you just, don't, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. if it was, if it didn't jump and it was scrubbed and you could just tell it's not a happy horse, but he looked to travel okay in the run, looked to be fine. So it didn't matter. Like it doesn't matter how far it's beaten. Like the biggest thing I think when doing form for this meeting is who's been advantaged. I, like we will get to it, but I think just one race on a, one sort of, couple of horses I want to touch on in race seven. Um, just good to sort of navigate for the whole meeting. Uh, spirited session mm-hmm. in career best form at the moment. First time in its life it's encountered really wet tracks and it's gone bang, bang, bang. It's a sessions. They love it. Gelding. BJ? Gelding. Thank yeah. you. Um, so it clearly ha- – but we also don't know. Maybe it is just in career best form and it's come back super. Like that's the thing. So And then you've got a horse in that same race called Go Forward who can't lift its legs. Yep. And Go Forward's <laughs> obviously – 
Not a really big finishing burst, and look, the map doesn't look great for on, on Saturday. I'm not tipping it at all, but geez, it could be one that it, well, it won't be getting beaten ten lengths. You would have thought, which yeah, is what, it what could be one that, that, that um, so. if it's as good as they initially thought, it, it could be one that goes around twenty to one and 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 got runs past. I think that's so, going to be a bit of the theme of the day: is yep. dry track improvers. Yeah, exactly, yeah, so. and you don't want to be too too locked locked in mm. on it. Like you've got also a race we'll discuss: bus, Buster Bash, Vital Flirt. How yep. how much? did their big recent efforts have to do with the track compared to how good they are? They lose a length or two coming back to the dry. Are they impossible on the dry? Because both horses have got reasonable wins on the dry as well. So that's the key thing when doing the form for, for this meeting, I thought. Don't have to worry about that in the dirt, though. Mm. And on Sunday. Yeah, and not aided. I noticed that was a, it was more than uh, more than a few horses that um, we had to watch trial replays through the mm. through the someone's iPhone, which is um, which is never all that helpful. But uh, anyway, I think um, I think we better get stuck into yeah. idyllic Prince Stakes Day, and we kick things off with one of our favourites. It's the free entry to Belmont Park Handicap, a uh, graduation. 1,200 metres, minimum 54 kgs to kick things off. Very um, interesting weekend for uh, the mother of actually, no, the Perth Cup winning mayor, Western, Western Jewel. Jewel. She has uh, Who rode favourite? Western Jewel with no mastermind today, Tommy. Who rode Western Jewel in the Perth Cup? Peter Hall. Curiel. Oh, was that a first? Terry's, uh, Terry's dad's one he of declared his, it. his great results. Yeah, he it? declared it. Saw him storming through the crowd from, yeah, it was one of a, yeah, you can see where I got it from anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, sorry. So, me. yeah, I was just going to say that the favourite for uh, for race one, the free entry at uh, Belmont on Saturday is Western Knight, impressive last up maiden winner at Northern. Western Knight is a full brother, of course, to Western Empire, Railway Stakes winner. He'll be going around in the Memsey Stakes Group 1 at Caulfield on Saturday and a half to Western Temple, who will be uh, taking his place in the Idyllic Prince Stakes later in the card. So... Tommy, what was your impression of Western Knight coming out of that maiden? Um, what do you think of him rising in grade here? Uh, you think he gets the job done? Uh, this is interesting. I've got him marked quite short. Um, just I thought that run was – if you break down the sectionals from that race over 985 at Northern, its last 200 was the quickest of the day by about two lengths or so. And I reckon oh, if yeah, you broke right. down that last 100, mm-hmm. it would be even quicker. So – I thought it was ultra impressive. And funnily enough, I'm pretty sure it's Durant's only winner in his last 55 starters. Mm-hmm. So, may, and I don't know if that's been a case of Clint Johnson Porter's been away for a little bit and um, just that change of Holly Watson on back markers, you know, unsuited. But I think in a race like this, there looks to be a bit of pace. And if there's any kind of ability to run on, I think he will be too good and we might be actually seeing a quite decent horse here. Yeah, I had that noted as well. His last his last 200 was almost two lengths faster than any other horse in the day and it's easy to throw out <clears throat> around the last or the second la- or the second fastest or the first fastest, third fastest and usually they're bunched together. It's rare that you see such such a differential in, yeah. in the final 200 of, of, of the day. Um, so just the way that he, he sort of just built into – his work um, over that short course looks like the, obviously the twelve is going to suit. And my view is from from where he's uh, going to jump from, he's probably just going to be able to trail Deus, who sort of looks like the hardest to beat. Thoughts, Terry? 
Uh, yeah, I'm always weary when they go maiden to sort of C5, 60 plus, but I mean, it, it's hard to find something to beat it. Deus mm. is probably better on the wet tracks. Divine Pairs, the one I've marked, second favourite. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, this is, I don't really want to back against him, and I doubt I'm going to dive in at 250, 260. Um, I'm actually surprised. I, th- I thought they might even keep him a bit safer, Tommy. Uh, I know Brad went off about 220, and I thought that's what. Few of the other ones uh, would go up as well. So I'm a little surprised there's a, a little bit more rain about him, but it will be interesting to see what he does late in betting. But you got to remember, first up, he was two fifty out to six seven dollars in a questionable maiden. That was coming off. He obviously didn't settle for Noski, Jared Noski at the time. He's gone to Adam Duran. He's clearly better from that. His he trial was, more, was pretty good. I mean, was, and the horse that he finished next to in the trial, going to wires, couldn't walk. Yeah, in its debut. So. What we've seen from Western Night has looked okay, but that's the only big performance. Like that's the only one we've seen. Yeah. So, look, yeah, he's going to be three of the fence. He's made into C5. Do you want to take 240? I'm not going to, but do I want to back against him? Probably not. If a horse like Divine Pair gets to 10 bucks, maybe eat each way, might mm. get me, but you know what I mean? I just don't feel – I don't feel comfortable with this race. I, I will say just about the Jared Noski thing. I think he was more with Jared because he was a barrier rogue. Yeah. I think that was, the, that was why he was there. So maybe that was – maybe the – the focus at the time was just make sure that they can get him loading and jumping, and now his performance with a bit of maturity has progressed from there. But uh, he's a very good barrier horse too. Like, I reckon if they wanted to, they could stay on the outside of Dais. Like they begin, yeah, right. begins yeah, 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 off the fence. Nice. Yeah. yeah, so well, I that think, would be that would be ideal. I it? think they will look to potentially just follow the blueprint from the win last start, let it come out cold, mm. and trust Clint gets the the gaps at the right time. But um, the good thing for Western Knight is you're going to be chasing down Traverne, who I think's a bit beaten. Mm-hmm. Maybe back on top of the ground could improve. Sometimes those jar jump and run horses can do that. And Agent J, uh, same thing. I don't think it's anywhere sort of near its best. So I think it's not like you've got a leader that if you do get held up for a bit, it probably gets away from you. I think that they'll be able to reel it in if it's not Western Night. It'll be Divine Pair and we're going to let the dog go play with some traffic, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So to kick things off... uh Kick things off. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on Western Night as well. It's 225, Tommy. Yeah, it's 230. 230, okay. And uh, double figures around, I think, uh, just paraphrasing the guru there, double figures around Divine Pair. Mike. Even high, high singles will probably get me for a small bit. But. All right, one of our uh, primary focuses here for um, for us three on the uh, Idyllic Prince Stakes Day card is race two, the Crown Towers Plate for the three-year-old 1200. Baby Paris went whack first up in a thousand meter in driving rain. Um, if you watch the replay there, it's, uh, the screen's getting fogged up and everything, but uh, very impressive from the horse that uh, finished runner-up in the Caracatta plate behind Amelia's Jewel. But fascinating first starter takes his place and a horse that people have been waiting uh, patiently to step out for quite some time now in the eight saloon bar, Dan Morton and Sean O'Donnell. In saying that, there is a, a few nice horses coming through, but these are the two that uh, I guess most um, most W Racing uh, enthusiasts will be focusing on here in race two of the day. What are your thoughts? Uh, the current market is basically just bang on mine. Like I've marked it to 95%. They've marked it to, what are they running at, 130 So if you equate them, it's nearly identical. Like I, I thought it, wherever Saloon Bar went first up, I was going to be on regardless type thing. But think if you just slow down and you think about where it's going to be in the run and where baby Paris is going to be in the run, can it run a three-length better final last two or three hundred um, to get over Baby Paris on debut, mm. which is never an easy thing? So, look, I, I think the four fifty type thing is the right price yeah. uh, for Saloon Bar. It's I haven't seen a trial or as impressive. 
as that in, in, in a long time. Um, probably since actually, probably since Billy Ray. Mm. Remember Billy Ray's trials? Mm. And they're just incredible. Um, so I, I think it'll be a great second for Saloon Bar. Um, but Baby Paris for me is 1-1. There isn't a huge amount of speed outside of Mac Mac and Universal Flair. So Baby Paris probably slots into the 1-1 and doesn't even have a horse on its outside, which Saloon Bar can three-wide cart it into and it makes it interesting. Like I think Peter Nucky can pull the trigger when he wants to pull the trigger uh, with Baby Paris. So... Look, I Nucky's, am- Nucky's going to be able to control the race from that position. Exactly really, right. So exactly the only right. real factor is how fast they go, uh, whether Tash rolls along with Universal Flair, whether, whether Mac Mac really applies the pressure and there's, there's that real sort of genuine 1,200-meter like high-quality tempo. And also I thought the, the fly in the ointment horse from a map point of view especially for Saloon Bar, was the seven divine judgment. And I'm just interesting, I was talking to Tommy off air before, keep an eye on midweek noms for this race because sometimes these three-odd races can get uh, sliced and diced with scratchings because this, horses, these horses, two might scare them off as well. horses that mm. accept for Saturday often nominate for Wednesday, Thursday. They can go in a maiden or a class one, whatever whatever suits them. And then they, if they draw a gate midweek, they might come out of this seen as uh, you're taking on Baby Paris and um, Saloon Bar who are both – you know, I guess pegged as potential pinnacle sources. That's uh, really good stuff, BJ, actually, because I, I mapped this race to a T. I thought mm. this is a race I could almost get in order, and I think it's exactly how I had it. I had Saloon Bar on the back of mm. Divine Judgment, who was on the back of Baby Paris. Mm. Now, that's obviously – you're never going to get a map uh, – a, a race mapped to the T, but if that's how it works, I don't think Divine Judgment was going to take Saloon Bar a huge amount into mm. it, and it wasn't the back. If you can get Saloon Bar on the back of Baby Paris <sighs> – Watch out. It's a race. Even if you don't, I mean, Saloon Bar could be really, really good. That's the thing. We don't – we just don't know. So um, the one thing I'll say about it, Saloon Bar as well, because I think a few people might even map it further back in its um, – in its in this map potentially is that it jumped from the outside gate at its last two. So I think – I don't think people look at barriers in trials all the time, but I don't think that they wanted to go and try and lead or get too close to them. But in race day conditions, I think they'll be willing to um, – use a slightly better barrier than the, and, than the outside. And and tri- trial watchers will notice as well that the Morton Racing Runners rarely get yeah. asked for gate speed in trials, very yeah, rarely. Exactly so, right. um, so, yeah. You've got three proper back markers. Azena, Sophia Symphony and Sisu Warrior at 8, 10, 11 will all go back. So you realistically, the worst saloon bar should be in running is eighth. Yeah. And I think that's probably where it will be in running. Um, but the scratching, if you get a scratching of, especially like Divine Judgment, who mm. go around 200 to one, if it isn't scratched, oh, that's a, we're just speculating. Yeah. Um, but that's a really good point. As soon as a horse like that comes out, I, I'd probably tighten them um, and I'd, I'd close them up market-wise. So my, my, my plan here the is less runners, to, The less runners, the better. Hundred really. percent. My, yep. my plan is just to see see what happens if Saloon Bar is belted because I think everyone wants to be on. Mm. If Saloon Bar is belted in betting and, and um, maybe Paris creeps out the two eighty, I'll, I'll probably just follow the drift and I won't be on the horse I've been sort of waiting to be on for for so long. And alternatively, if Baby Paris is you know is walloped and, and Saloon Bar starts seven dollars, I'll, I'll probably have a bet there. Mm. So, Tommy, yeah, I'm I'm more in the view that I'm happy to go out on a limb and say I think Saloon Bar is awfully special and that it's for me it's any almost price. worth but not any price but it's worth the what's around now for us or 480, 480 somewhere yeah. or two places so in my opinion i think taking the 480 is good enough for me as i kind of think that baby paris will be the one that drifts mm-hmm. i think like last start it hit 
Well, it's bare bones at a dollar eighty five now. Yeah, so absolutely. I can't a, see getting no one's going to back it at that price. And right. Universal right. Flare six bucks. It, it has to get the wobbles, but it, it will still take up some market percentage. Being a the leader and, and, and such a strong winner last start, albeit on a on a bog track. Um, so, yeah. And as much as like. I don't think it's a chance at all in this thing. It's my second or third longest, but swim through was very well supported last start. Mm-hmm. So expecting a tiny bit of money for that to come. Santorio, as much as it can't win this, I definitely can't. Um, like that'll be somewhat well in the market. I can't see it drifting like ridiculously hard that it loses. Mac Mac will go forward. Like there's just a case that I don't, I can't see saloon bar getting out the door as much as it's a first starter because you genuinely have to be blind to miss those trials. Like it's, it was just so obvious that this is a serious, serious horse. And if you take Divine Judgment out of this race, I think it's, I think I almost flipped my market of, mm-hmm. I think I have Saloon Bar closer to $2 or $2.50 and Baby Paris closer to threes. So I don't know, in my opinion, I think Saloon Bar is the play, but I tend to agree that you can wait on Baby Paris if you are interested in that. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I'd be more in uh, Tommy's camp there. I think if you're, if you're watching those trials and you're thinking that saloon bar could be special, then you kind of have to play at the price, don't you? So, and it, what you would have hoped for if you're waiting for saloon bar to make its debut was there another horse in the race to give you a, a price to find out? And I think that's what we're getting with uh, ba- taking nothing away from Baby Paris, of course, who um, looks like uh, she's well above average. That's for sure and certain. So fascinating contest uh early in the day too race two so um it's a highlight isn't it yeah just about Mm. has to be so i mean saloon bar i guess could have easily have gone to a an easier race but i think the i think the thinking is let's let's just see how good it is and if it is as good as hoped then you kind of have to alter your plans to make sure that you're ready for those um half million dollar races at the end of the year which is kind of what you're going to do with these three because you never know how they're going to project until you step them out on race day so this is a good test it's a good race and if you want to back back saloon bar you can there's 480 available as tommy mentioned is and it? um oh yeah yeah, and if you want to hold fire with uh, with Baby Paris, and um, we imagine we're, we're we're suspecting that you'll get better than the current dollar eighty five on the Betfair Exchange, betfair.com.au. Yeah, I'm just listening to you guys because, as I said, I was now thinking, do I just I was back saloon? But I want, I want to be on, you know, I want to be on all this. I don't want to miss out if everyone else is playing. Jesus Christ! Well, so. If I said to you that on debut you will get four dollars eighty for saloon bar, I'm, all, I'm also without circumstances. That, was that not like just to yeah, me? I would yeah, have gone. Yeah, yeah. How like how big a mortgage can I take out of my baby house? Paris like, is under a hold? It's got and race experience is a big thing yeah. as well. Like race experience is such a is such a big thing. You see how much a horse improves at their second. Look at the track that isn't a natural front runner. Front runners on debut, I don't mind as much, but a horse that takes a sit, it can just take a. But in saying that, Tommy looked extremely professional. So this is definitely not me talking out of it. I'm just thinking out loud here, to be honest with you. So. Fascinating, fascinating. There's a, there's a blinkers on and a blinkers off approach here, isn't there? Yeah, right? there I, I see. I'm trying to always be smarter and just yeah. say, look, the, well, the current market's basically basically my market. Like, but um, yeah, perhaps I, I, I could have marked them a little bit closer together potentially. Mm. Fascinating, good race. It's good. It probably, to be honest, it's, it's probably a good race from a neutral perspective yeah. to have a thing. But fuck, that's no fun, is it? Tom? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> not at <laughs> all. Uh, race three is the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. We love these West Speed Platinum mm. races. It's over a mile. Um, ratings fifty 
eight plus uh, forgiveness is going to be required here. We were talking about these uh, dry track improvers earlier in the show. Zero consequence didn't go a yard on the heavy ten the other day. He's uh, he's um, well regarded. Um, and drifts like the wind every yeah, start. And he's drawn and he's going to obviously he's going to be back from gate 11. Noble Bourne has to be considered being up on top of the speed, the likely leader from gate two. Other than that, there's a there's a couple that you could make a case for. My Fury was three wide, no cover in graduation company the other day, last Saturday on the quick backup. Uh, was only beaten 1.7 behind Ma Lee's. Thanks, Tom. Um, so, uh, yeah, but other than that, it's a pretty pretty dodgy old race, to be honest. But, uh, Tommy, what do you reckon? Um, I found this one a bit tricky where I've, I've marked it like I should almost be having a bet on My Fury, but mm. I just it's never had the seven-day backup. It's... I've got question marks on if they are going to breeze here or try and slot into the one-one and let uh, something else outside it. Something like Frosty Bell or I'm a Sly Fox. I'm a Sly Fox. Or even I had even Sessions Peak potential if they might just push. I I just don't know, but I just I don't know what I want to happen to be on a horse like my Fury. Um, It's lost a lot of trust, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Crackers though. Do you want four twenty though? Yeah, I mean, well, I've got it marked 320. Mm-hmm. So for me, but that was just purely that I didn't know what else would beat it. I think zero consequence here has a quite a sticky map. It's probably going to almost definitely has to go back to last here um, with not, they're not going to go ridiculous pace up in front. So I, I dare say that it's going to struggle to run a sectional quick enough from back there to guarantee that it's a good bet. Um Arnie's boy, not the right setup, I don't think, even though I thought it was really good last start. A horse like Senshar, she really rate, just hopefully finds a race, but a bit easier than this. Um, and then Noble Bourne, first go at the mile, just there's just question marks all around here that I kind of think is a good opportunity to have a have a drink and sit back and watch. Yeah, you can um, afford that drink because you don't pay entry. Exactly, right. exactly right. That's a good place to put the ten bucks you've saved. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, nah, Tommy summed it up fairly well. I, I, I'd really like zero consequence as a horse, but um, it's a race I'll watch the first couple and uh, yeah. and see if they're making any grand. If you get last week's track, our in zero consequence probably wins in a in a rain of fire sort of uh, sense. Mm-hmm. And if you see a track that we often see, and we may well see if there's not a huge amount of rain and um, it's hard to make ground, it's it probably can't possibly win because it will be last. Um, the the barrier might be a, a positive for zero consequence in the fact that if it drew barrier five it probably ends up near last anyway mm. so barrier 11 might see a wild drift late uh if they are making some ground um noble born to query at the mile but drops four kilos on a race where dais not secret serviceman won so it drops weight and doesn't go up a huge amount of class and prior to that was Catelpa not secret as exactly well exactly right yeah. if you look at all of its career it's been pretty unlucky noble born so i think noble born leads is if it gets the mile it's going to be hard to run down and then my fury is the third horse i give a chance to oh, i don't really rate any of the others arnie's boy as tommy said you give some hope with the punt going on um can sort of land three back one off and run a race but i think it's always these new horses to the platinum races that are dominating so mm. they're the ones i'll have a look on the day and and see what we think i really want to be on zero consequence but i don't um, but I'm going to need to see or feel comfortable they're making some ground. Otherwise, what price for you, zero consequence? Well, I, I wobbled around a bit. And to be honest, it was a race that didn't matter what I priced it because yeah. I was 320 early. I've ended up with 450, zero consequence, but it, it doesn't matter. Like I, I could mark it. I'll probably mark this race again after watching race two. Yeah, it'll yeah. change. It'll change. And I could mark zero consequence 290. I could mark zero consequence $12. 
you know, if they're not making an inch. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's as you said, pre, it's good to be able to chop and change as you go. Cost us a few bucks of universal pleasure last week <laughs> when, we, when we thought it was the rail was cold, so we all, we all dove off. How's that for a drift, by the way? Sort of 450 out to 1180 or something? About fair yeah, 1180. No, no respect for the yeah. Valhalla race. Valhalla. It also says every other horse in that race, you could never back them ever again <laughs> um, if a horse is winning like that in a cold fence. So exciting campaign though for universal pleasure. But um, yeah, I'm going to wait and see what the, the track does here. It's pretty much the whole day for me is waiting to see what the track does for, for a lot of these races from here on. So Noble born for me, straight to the front. I think it's going to get a relatively soft lead control, mm -hmm. control the race. It's going to make it awfully hard for zero consequence to run the, the sectional needed to get over the top. I thought the big the big improver might be Forever Dreaming. Um, second of probity, first up in three-year-old company, uh, sort of caught on the wrong part of the track. Was a bit was a bit average on that that Karamundi race the other day, but um, I feel as though she's the horse with a bit of a little bit of class. Did did um, the market hasn't missed her really? What is it? Five fifty? Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I, they were the two that I was sort of thinking. I thought Noble One could control, and I thought that Forever Dreaming was the if you get um, if you're looking to forgive a horse who who's been on a couple of uh, wet tracks back onto a dry. I thought Forever Dreaming could be the one. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, uh, race four is the Morley Growers Market handicap over the 1,672 plus. We've got a 54 minimum here. That's funny as, was scratched recently, but is now ready to have its first start back with Dion Luciani. And it's interesting with That's Funny As and uh, Buster Bash, the speed battle is gonna be uh, a good one early to uh, in this uh, eight horse field with one of Terry's very favorite horses, Vital Flirt, down the bottom. Yeah, well this is, uh, a great race in regards to having your theories about who handled the the going and and who uh, won't go as well on a dry track. If you look at Vital Flirt, it's just pure numbers. You go, well, hang on, it does like the the firmer going, and it's no real major issue. Um, losing the Ponce a, a big a big deal, but uh, look, yeah, this is a race. I found it very difficult to get excited about from that point of view. That's funny as leads Buster Bash in the breeze. Uh, West River Miracle actually, despite the sticky draw, actually tucks in perfectly. Tucks mm. in on those two. So uh, look, I can't believe West River Miracle could win two seventy two pluses in a row, but it's just found a couple of gifts. And if you look at the no apology form, it just stands out. So I'm not having a bet at that price, but. I can't tip against it. I'm not backing Soywar, who went huge on a wet track, but I think it was the wet track. Um, yeah, Soywar was eight bucks, Vital Flirt seven back on the on the drier stuff. Blind is a hard horse to have after getting the run of the race a week ago. Um, drops in weight and doesn't go up enough uh, in class to totally dismiss it. Um, and then you've got That's Funny As, who maybe Dion can get it to improve mm. back from Grant. I mean, it's it's best probably runs these into the ground. Yeah. Um, but again, you got to take $12 about a lot of trust there. So, no, not for me, this race. Well, for, for the sake of a tip, Western Miracle, but not for me. One of Dion's one at a price out in front at that same price yesterday, didn't it? Just go. It was yeah. a massive drift of 450 out there. massive drift up. It was uh, the Protégé yeah. trial yeah. form line, yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah. Any any strong <laughs> views on uh, the Morley Growers race four? Tom? Um, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm quite reserved on every single runner, so mm. I I think it's quite a simple map of the that's funny as and uh, Buster Bash will put a bit of pace on here and in a race where I thought oh like West River Miracle will probably be able to find something to beat her it just 
everything looks perfect for it to get another win in a glorified 72 plus um, with the way half of these are going. So I think if it was a wet track, I'd probably lie. Well, I actually, I don't know. I'm talking garbage now. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm 270 west of a miracle and that was as short as I could get it. And I don't want to be on unless it magically gets to four dollars for twenty four fifty late. So it's two eighty out of seven last start. So who knows? Buster Bash is a horse. I don't mind um yeah. labeling at times. So I like Buster Bash. I reckon he's ready to go third up. I just wonder whether a like a real strong mile might take a bit of the punch out of West River Miracle. Um that's funny as Buster Bash they do their best work mm-hmm. when they're grinding the opposition into the ground. So if Holly rolls along with that's funny as and brings Buster Bash on the pont with it and they sort of apply the blowtorch a fair way out, um, I think that could be the key to um, maybe bringing that West, dragging West River Miracle out, a touch out of its comfort zone, potentially. It's pretty tough, West River. Yeah, it is tough. At Northern, that, the was, that was a grinding, tough win at Northern, and so was its, its win over Lucky Heart with the 61. Like I just think it likes the the sort of the- You like it like that? Well, even no apology, I, I thought I had a better ground on it. Yeah, exactly right. I think it's pretty tough. Yeah, I think it's pretty tough. But I'm definitely not talking out of Buster Bash. They they look the two winners on paper. I just, I was very just, A, the the two things of Buster Bash was A, it's not going to find the fence and B, it's heavy 10 to a good force off five. Mm. You know, so obviously it can go on the firmer deck. It's just, yeah, that's my only worry. I don't know why we're talking about this race because I can't see myself having a bet. This is absolute. I mean, you have you seen the next race? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was hoping we skipped it. (laughs) Uh, Let's take a break. While we don't have a, um, a mastermind this week because we're getting our what do you call it media mogul mastermind yeah, tournament uh, up and running hopefully kicking off next week we'll have a we'll have a quick word from our sponsor and a quick shout out as well um, so um, don't forget uh, to support the Monday Herring Hotel they are the sponsors of the WA Racing Mastermind competition now the Monday Herring has been the heart of the hills since 1899 located in Jacoby Street Monday Herring. Uh, if you're heading home from Northern this afternoon, drop in, see the publican, feed, flutter, froffies, big deck, say good day to Butchie. Um, very big day for Ian Butchie O'Connor, a horse that he bred. He's having its very first start at uh, Northern today, swift to destroy. So, um, yeah, it's going to be- uh, Is that Danny and Chris? Danny and Chris, yeah. So it's been a long, arduous journey for uh, for Butch and um, wears his heart on his sleeve. So if uh, get just get around him, win, lose or draw, uh, good luck to everyone involved up there at the Mundaring with Swift to destroy. Um, if you do get up there, it doesn't have to be this afternoon, over the next week weekend, enjoy the fine weather. Make sure you say good day to Butch. He's a great man and let him know that you listen to the one one. And we'll be back Next week, it's a promise from the guru that we'll be back with our media mogul mastermind tournament. So stay tuned. That'll be announced during the week. Tommy, Terry, listeners, we are back with our Amelia Park handicap. This is a ripper, isn't it? 22. (laughs) 2,200 metres, uh, couldn't get a top weight, so it's a 57 plus, minimum 55 kgs. Alimentaria uh, enjoyed a couple of scratchings there and an absolute... um, gift out in front to win a similar 
race, uh, what was that, two weeks ago with Brad Parnham in the saddle. She looks like she's going to have to work forward from gate 10. Uh, I wonder if she's going to be able to get across. She probably will and lead these up. But, um, yeah, this is a um, – it's not a great advertisement for uh, staying races in Western Australia, but something will win. Uh, just a key <laughs> a key pointer, two horses that uh, are in this race, Luke's Piero and Choose Freedom, both raced at Belmont yesterday. So keep an eye out there. It's a good scratch. summation of this race when Luke's Piero and fifth midweek in a seven-horse field, won by Devonia and is your second favourite. <laughs> that tells you something, doesn't it? So then again, the way they rode Luke's Piero, if, if, if that's called trying mm-hmm. – and I don't know. Um, yeah, they didn't. I don't think there was a huge amount of intent to have the horse into the race at any point in time. Um, so maybe they had an eye. They already had a hoop name. Maybe they had an eye to just giving it a sort of a softer sort of run and go off, go off the yeah. Mm. A lot of these stays go extremely well. The Justin Warwick special in it. Yeah, off a few days. But um, yeah, no. The key for this race is who who goes as well heavy back to the the firm going. I, I'm pretty flat that Flair and the Wind isn't going around, to be honest, because this would have been an absolute gift, I'd mm. suggest, waiting for a good track for a horse like Flair and the Wind. But, um, yeah, nothing from me. Can you see um, – I reckon – I know the horse you're going to say, I reckon. I reckon there could be a minor upset in the all, Amelia Park handicap. All man? No, not all man. I reckon Choose the horse Alterno. Just <laughs> start listing them. Kazkazi. I think it's third favourite, isn't it? Twelve dollars. Oh. oh, geez, I've had a yeah. Again, I've done me absolute balls in Kazakhstan Kaz- 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 last year. Yeah. yeah, it's just been so unlucky all campaign. But that's the thing that struck me, and I thought it's got to the planets have got to align sooner or later. And if it's going to align, it'll be in this sort of you know garbage kind of race on Saturday. But again, feel- it's the twenty two hundred. Yeah, got a horse first time at the twenty two hundred. It's just, but is it going to be a yeah, anyway. Yeah, this is going to be a staying test. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Brad, it will be. Brad Palmer's making an art form out of, uh, out of these uh, walkathons. What was the one yesterday? Tax- Devonia. Yeah, yeah, that was the race. Not Taxagano 2.0. Devonia yesterday, Alimentaria the other day. It's just, it would be nice if maybe like a Lucy on Dance of the South sort of went forward and maybe turned it into a proper staying contest. I it's suppose. a better so, horse with real pressure on yeah. Dance of the South is. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and she's uh, that. Um, Anthony Oram's got that dancing jack <laughs> racing well. Two wins from 42, but it did run third in this uh, lead-up, the last two lead-ups to this race as well. So, anyway, riding good fame. That's usually your – on a Thursday, I, Tommy, I usually leave here. I say, you got anything for at Northern for us today, Terry? And it's usually um, riding good fame. <laughs> 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 Have you got anything for us uh, on Saturday, Terry, race five? Riding good fame. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good race for Billy Spencer and Lisa Staples to team up. Uh, what's the other horse that Billy and Lisa have, have partner up with? Or is it just the one? Right? No, no, no. There is another one. Um, no, it's not coming to me. We'll find out. But uh, anyway, yeah. So um, good luck to everyone with a runner in race five. It seems a very hard race to assess. Good luck moment, to everybody though. with a runner in race five. <laughs> I reckon that sum that does that line on its own sums it up. Race six, the reliable asset maintenance handicap. Gra- another graduation. It's fourteen plus, uh, fourteen hundred rather, sixty plus. And we've got a minimum of 54 kgs with a top weight. Ginger Baker, 60 kgs. Looks mighty hard to beat. Just failed to gun down Karamindi. First up in Westby Platinum with 60.5 last start. Uh, Gate 1, Brad Parnham sticks. Um, looks like a nice race for the Werner Brockman trained five-year-old. Tommy. Um, yeah, I tend to agree that it does look um, awfully hard to beat here off last start. Um, just quietly, how was the call of, is it Richie Bell? 
declaring Kiramundi home at the 100. And <laughs> you look at the photo, it's about a nostril in it. Um, I think it was 0 0.06 of a length. Yeah, and he's gone there. Get in Kiramundi the queue. <laughs> at the 100, which I mean, I'm all for it. I don't, I don't mind it, but I just found that quite funny. Um, yeah, this is another uninspiring <laughs> speed map. Um Richie Bell is a classic. Well, oh, you know who he's on. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know exactly who he's on. Uh, I think this is. I think Ginger Baker should look to find itself in leaders back here. Mm. You don't want to be too far off him in a race like this. No, I, I found it awfully hard to map. I've I've got Golden Bonnie and Deputano going forward here. That's um, what I had as well. I just don't think there's much speed outside of it. I the only other one could be Little Flirt if they change tactics like they do every once in a while and send it forward. But I mean, I don't know why you would. It's a better horse taking a sit. So I'd send um, it forward here. Yeah. I've actually got it written down. If I was in charge of Little Flirt, I'd send it forward here. Yeah. And I don't want to be on. <laughs> See, I've wrote the exact same thing down. It's very interesting. I don't know if it's jumping well enough to do it as well. Yeah. That's um, the thing. It's just, this just looks so. A mess if you're back in the field here. If well, I mean, it looks a mess almost for Ginger see, Baker. I'm looking at it differently because I'm looking at Golden Bonnie is going to mm, fall in. Golden Bonnie is going to fall in a hole. Like if I'm Stephen Parnham, you think it's going to fall in the hole? Yeah. If I'm Stephen Parnham, well, it's maybe not fall in a hole, but I don't it's think not it's going to give you a great Ginger Baker, yeah. It's going to be. We saw this in the last race last week. There's not that much speed. It just turns into a mess. And if I'm, if I, I want to be, if if I'm with. See, if I'm Stephen Parnham on Benji's, I just want to drop to last. Don't Because you're not going to find a spot in a slowly run race. You're going to be sitting deep the trip. Just drop it to last, put it to sleep. You have to make a sustained run, go for it, but just let it all – it could just turn messy and you're the last man standing down the outside. These <laughs> little messy speed maps, it's often good, even when they walk, just to stay out of trouble, just to drop to last. Don't do anything cute whatsoever. So Tack on, whoosh. Swoop. Exactly right. So, yeah, I think it's a complete and utter two-horse race. And if, if the rail's hot, I'll be playing Ginger Baker. And if, if they're making ground wide, I'm going to be hoping. I, I just think Benji's last run, people are penning that and saying, oh, that's pretty ordinary. But A, I don't think it handled being settling that close. It never settled all that well. B, every time it's carried the 60, it's probably gone a little bit under it and hasn't gone that well. It's prior two runs were huge. Like getting that close to multinational down the cold yeah, part of the track. Like I just think if you put it to sleep last and circle them, um, yeah, I reckon. And then Ginger Baker finds some trouble on the back of, of Golden Bonnie. It's, um, yeah, it goes very close. So two horse race. Yeah, I think, I think Stevie – just wanted to take luck out of the equation the other day, and he just, yeah, just yeah. and you could see he had to actually physically ask it to be there um, yep. at Northern the other day, which isn't the way that Benji's peak performances haven't been. That's not how he's been ridden. So um, yeah, I think you might be onto something there, Terry. Anything outside the box? Nah, not at all. Not at all. I, to be honest, I, 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 thought, I, thought to be honest, I want to be on. I, I think Ginger Baker's. It makes a lot of sense for Ginger Baker, and all you need is to get a clear gap. Golden Bonnie just needs to get you into the straight and get out. And and if if he does have to sustain a run on Benji's, it might be the fact that Ginger Baker's had the quieter run, he can out sprint him late potentially. So, um, yeah, I very very much. I, I just think the rest of them are going horribly. I'm double I figures everything else. I didn't yeah, mind the run of um, didn't mind the run of Gold Merits in the Caramundi race the other day. So Taylor team sort of bobbing up quite frequently recently. Um, <clears throat> I could see just coiled up if they're falling apart late, one last crack at them could be a horse like Gold Merits. But other than that, I think you Flectar guys- Flectar channels his rides on um, Indominus and uh, <laughs> she's, our, she's our witness from yesterday. It'll be looking for a run for the next week. Mm. <laughs> 
say that as a comment. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, the boys have summed up that race there. It just depends which way you want to go, the Ginger Baker or Benji's. Everything else is uh, looks like it might be up against it. Race. We always carry on about like the wait and see how the pattern's playing. Well, this is like the yeah. perfect example of it. You're gonna, it's two, I reckon there's two standout horses. One's going to be fence, one's going to be last, probably circling them. Mm. So it's like it's a really good race to just see how it's playing. Neither of the early prices are that wild. Yeah. Um, what are you talking? Two eighty versus four fifty. Yeah. Just fucking. Wait v- Virat's holding firm at uh, five dollars. So on last start, and Joey gave it a four thousand out of ten. I hate. I just can't back a horse after they get like a ten out of ten and don't give you anything back onto the good four. Will will be suitable, but it's five bucks. Mm. Like you're asking for forgive that gold merits is six dollars and gold merit. You're right. Gold merits has gone pretty well, but. Mm. Yeah, you'd want, you'd want better than that yeah. for both of those. 100%. Was it not backed in every start? Like, it might have been last prep at Belmont. Which horse? Um, Coley. Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. just it's a horse it. as well that like it's what now five fifty six bucks. Like it's not one that you can go. Oh, it's probably going to start twelve. Like it just seems to be supported. So I just don't know how you can back a horse like that at that price when it consistently finds a way to not offer a lot yeah you'd rather be on a horse like benji's uh, yeah absolutely a dollar a a point shorter yeah so witten's irrigation and design they're the irrigators of choice for the west australian racing industry owner operator craig witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at ascot and belmont park craig and his team also specialize in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties check out witten's irrigation and design on instagram and facebook and get in touch with craig so whether it's racetrack residential or commercial water wisely with witten's all right race seven is the naranda city football club handicap uh what do we got here it's a 66 plus over the short course 1000 meters uh 54 and a half minimum beads from the Steve Wolf camp. Uh, good luck to Steve Sean McGrady, Red Can Man at uh, Caulfield this Saturday. Uh, beads will be ridden by Brandon Louis, is drawn two. It's got the top weight of 60 kgs. Some horses in form here. Goes through walks, spirited session, state of power. Uh, the resuming horses here, um, Harmika is a, uh, a nice now four-year-old mare from the Adam Durant yard and uh, a couple others. Uh, Pixie Chicks was a, uh, I reckon Pixie Chicks might get a bit of a Latham Anderson money on Saturday. It feels like a bit of a Latham horse. She is uh, she is resuming from a, a quite credible um, three-year-old campaign against some very good horses as well. Uh, Tommy, the uh, 66 plus thousand, thoughts? Um, this is a race where, I've mentioned it earlier, but the drying track makes a massive difference for a lot of these horses in terms of how we look at it. A horse like Go Forward is obviously just a completely different animal on top of the ground, um, but finds a race here where probably not the speed of once up front and not a suitable barrier for it. However, I am actually going to lean that way just on the basis of, I reckon we might find a three wide line here. And I reckon if you can get a little toe into the race, the only other one that I think can kick away from it is Harmika. Mm-hmm. The rest of them I've got my reservations on. I mean, maybe beads, but I'm just not sold on um, the jockey placement there. And if I'm not sure what they'll do, if they'll lead or if they'll take a sit here. Um, That's something you wanted to talk about. What? What? It seems like a bit of a odd map. I think it's, yeah. 
I got a yeah. I, I think it's a real simple map. I think Harmaker they should be aggressive and just lead. Yep. Uh, State of power will breeze without doubt. Um, it can win from the breeze as well. I reckon if Harmaker's soft by any chance, I really like Harmaker. That's the way I'm going. But yep. um, spirit Session on the back of Harmaker beads in the one. That one. was the exact map I had, and um, I don't have a that I I don't have a three wide line for go forward because I, I wanted to I wanted to make one. Yeah, which well, I've almost done. <laughs> yeah, but I'm in saying that like, but it just just the like have you got harmika leading on your map yeah yeah okay mm. so it just if for me it's really um yeah if if harmika the, the trial was soft as anything um i'm hoping they weren't trying to teach it to sit and that's their plan going into this because that, that was that was the big question mark I had. state though. of power probably mm. finds the fence then mm. uh, or beads if they if they try and kick up but i yeah i think they try and find cover with that mm. traditionally so um look it, to me that those four horses i mentioned harmika state of power spirited session beads if they get it and, and sort themselves out in the first four, they always just run the first four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, go forward will probably be a, an eye-catching run and it probably wishes it had the gate it had from the last couple where mm. it drew nicely. Um, but, yeah, I, I just struggled to map it because Alien, Ghost, they just go back. Cash Away won't Cash be ready for speed. Strathmore Rose doesn't have a huge amount of speed. Pixie Chicks will be happy being um, back in traffic and Sunny Silk gets back in traffic. So there's no – if there is a three-wide line, it's probably three pairs back that it starts. There's two There's two fields, really, isn't there? Yeah. 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 So that's – to me, it's, it's just a race. It's one on map, mm. um, and Harmika is is the one I, I like the most. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm quite keen Harmika. As yeah, well. yeah. Worried, worried. I, I hate diving into them in the stables, having a bit of a lean patch, but yeah, it, it looks really suitable. And the trial was um, soft as butter, and I, I presume that trial they rode it in that particular manner. And there's a gap, uh, about a three week gap from trial to race, because I think they just want her fresh. Yeah, I think she just sprint well fresh, like she took care of other ones. Son first up last time. Uh, over the 1200 so yeah look that's the way i'm going three bucks not that exciting i'm 270. yeah that's the way i'm going as well um <clears throat> especially if they just decide to be like what terry outlaid there just decide to own the race from the front i'm with you i think i think simon a and his team will uh will do we'll get to work on tactics with Sada power and i'm expecting more aggression especially from uh, from holly i i can see Sada power outside leader outside Harmika and them two set, settling down to fight it out. Can anything peel off them and, and get over the top of them late? It's going to be it's going to be interesting. But just the – Harmika's pretty sharp. She, she can she, – she got the turn of foot there. She can run a split. If she's if the camp's got her ready to rock and roll, it's going to be hard to run her down. Yeah. You'd like to see maybe Western Night or something when earlier in the day just to yeah. get some confidence yeah. at the camp because sometimes they're all off just two or three lengths and that's enough. So mm. um, also, I, I, I yeah, I, I – at $20 plus, I'm, I'm, I like the way you're looking at the race, Tommy, because they're the type of horses you should be looking for an overreaction price-wise, horses that have failed badly on, on bog tracks that you actually know go really good on top of the ground. So go forward's the exact horse on the card that ticks that box. Um, so well, and I mean, Strathmore Rose, Strathmore Rose is 13, Sunny Silk is 13, and yep. go forward's go like forward's double. A considerably so. better chance yeah. than all those. So, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I, I don't mind that at all because yeah, I do my speed. How often do I do my speed maps and it fucking turns out nothing like yeah. it, you know? And State of Power doesn't go. Like, state of Power getting into the breeze is no, no certainty. No. Um, next thing you know, you've got a Strathmore Rose has kicked up and landed in the breeze. State of Power is three deep. Go forwards on the back of thing in the, the middle of the decks playing well and that instead of being 20 bucks, it should be $3.50. So, yeah. Um, yeah, don't mind it at all. You need things to go right, but <clears throat> it can win. I almost just reckon as well with go forward that – Looking at it, you go like, oh, like put in a poor one and then put in a really poor one where like I can almost unequivocally, 
put it, let's go with whatever word that means. <laughs> Unequivocally. <laughs> uh, say that the horse is actually still going like amazingly, that like it trialed on a soft deck, which was a soft five or soft six, and it was a like really good trial. And you can just go that heavy was like rule it out. It's not that the horse has lost a bit or anything. It's just complete now back, out, on, complete yeah, outlier, back yeah. on the good deck. I think it's just, like, for me, I just, I just can't get at that price. I, I'm so much shorter, so I have to back it. Mm-hmm. Regardless of if they get a perfect map up front and it ends up last and runs a nice fifth, I'll cop it. But yep. I just have to be on. Yeah, no, I don't mind that. No, I don't mind that at all. Don't mind that at all. Mm. 20 to 1 might even save myself in the day if they're making ground, I think. All right, I think we got Tommy's uh, Maddie locked in for the day. 100%. Race 8, Idyllic Prince Stakes. Wait for age, listed. Hundred and twenty-five thousand um, dollars. Just quickly, while we're here, I'm just going to run through some of the recent wins. We had two close to Sun win it last year for Lindsay Smith and William Pike. Free trade for Lane Parnham combination Lane Train. Great again won this race three years ago. Be out to make it uh, two. Um, Idyllic Prince Stakes win, but the reason this this horse this race was originally called the Goodwood Sprint, and it was uh, renamed the Idyllic Prince after that uh, Jimmy Taylor trained galloper won the race four times between 2009 and 2012, three times ridden by Jason Brown, one time ridden by Jessica Hill, now Jessica Carberry. So there's been some tremendous horses winner over the journey: Barakey, Rock Magic, Wink, and a Nod. Uh, one of Terry's favourites there, uh, railway stakes winner in Bell Bazaar, a um, now northerly stakes, they call it these days, Blevo. Uh, northerly won the race as well, well back in 2002. So it's got a tremendous honour roll. And uh, let's try and work out between the three of us who's going to add their name to the honour roll this year. Terry, take it away. Oh, I haven't got a huge amount. It's just a race to sort of look at the pros and cons. Proof Nerodio, weight for age, big weight swings. Mm-hmm. Um, negative Nerodio, up to 1,300 and more on top of the ground, where I think it was one that just really got through that the other day. So you've got your pros and cons. Uh, Nerodio, uh, Resort Man, um, obviously the big positive is forget it went around last start. Previous run when it beats Nerodio on merit and a tougher run was just huge. The key to look at the weight swing from that race with Nerodio is still five and a half kilos, I think, which is, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of chicken. So, um, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time I've used that. It's good. I might keep using that. So I, um, I, uh, yeah, I expect Resort Man to be a massive improver. Will is an interesting appointment, um, but the way the horse races, so you want to see it put into the race pre-turn getting wide. That's how Brad sort of rides those ones pretty well. I and, think he'll suit, yeah. And um, and he's a heavyweight hoop, so wait for age in that sense. I always like whether that's just something that I allow for that isn't really a thing, but I like when a heavyweight jockey is pretty close to the catch weight of a um, what's in the – so there's less dead weight in the saddle. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one that's actually a little bit above my price at the moment – I'm not diving in for a bet at this point in time. Star Align, not suited weight for age, but it's a, it always goes far better second up. Thought the first up run was good enough. Um, maps, nice and handy. And sort of if you look at its second up runs from last campaign, beat comes a time. Beat Goddess Chosen, who came out and won at weight for age at its next start. Um, I, I know it's weight for age this race, which is a real shame because it would pick itself at handicap level. Um, but I just, I just don't think there's a huge amount between them. Like I don't think like these <laughs> – Rating sources coming up, like can I, I don't think there's a huge. Can amount I just of them. touch on something? Mm. Nero Dio is a 105 rider. 
If it wins right. this, what does it go to one hundred eight or something? I imagine if it wins this, it will stay as it is, yeah. right? Because it's because it's got everything else is poorly weighted against, right? So on weights, it should be it should be win. I just hope that the if Nero Dio gets beaten, that the handicappers aren't too heavy handed with the horse that bobs up. I was going to ask you that. because you don't really like the star line really be, need to be dragged up into the high nineties for winning yes. a race like this. He definitely doesn't. Mm-hmm. And who's to say? You know, I suppose it's the handicappers' job to determine whether Nero Dio performed up to his 105 and therefore everything else has to drag up the only or way. whether he, he came back down. Do you know what I mean? So the, it's, a, it's a very delicate – these weight for age races are very delicate because they can seriously impact the horse's placement moving forward, right? So in two weeks' time, there's the 1,400-metre Farnley. So if something wins this and gets dragged up, they could go up from – they could go from being, for argument's sake, 54 in a Farley to being 58, 59 uh, just from winning this one weight for age race. So it's going to be the re-rate, the results, one thing, and then the re-rating and the way that the handicappers view this is important because it can impact races like the Farley and the Hannans, which are just around the corner as well. So an 88 rater like Starline, do they want to really win this race and run the risk of a massive of a, of a significant rather ratings penalty or do they is the finally Hannans more their target and of course the Hannans would nece- would realistically be their target because he's a yep. very good cowgully horse and he's trained by Peter Fenny. Seven year old gelding mm. going for hundred and twenty five thousand dollar race they might just be thinking Take we, we, we get. snag one we we <coughs> snag one, you know, um and hope the handicapper isn't a a mean person. If Nerodio fails and runs fifth, you'd hope they just get four points, five points. Yeah, to be you, just, you just you just you mm. just take Nero near out of the race. Nero if they yeah. clear out and it beats it in a photo and it's five lengths to third, then you might cop ten or something, and you just got to probably deal with that. That's but that's it's a it's a it's a it's a you know walk. It's you got to walk that line. Now I just just I just noticed that through that wait for age series in the winter, Tommy. That I thought some of the penalties were outrageous. Um, um, for the for the winners and some of the horses that got dragged up, and I noticed that Red Cam Man left WA as a one hundred eight, and he got dragged back down to one hundred four in Victoria and things like that. So just got to yep. be a little bit careful that we don't negatively impact these horses too much just for one off performances. But anyway, um, this race, uh, sorry, Cherry, keep going with your. Oh, preview. that was basically me. I'm so I've marked them. Um, I think I was about three bucks in rodeo, two ninety rodeo, Nero Dio, uh, about four bucks resort man. Probably if I see them see them making ground, I could probably get resort man a little bit shorter. To be honest with you, um, I think it's also want to be on. I was seven dollars star line, but I'm not diving into ten each way or anything like that. I it's a race that I'll reevaluate more so on the day. But in saying that, there's some horses in the market, or even that aren't even that in the market, that they have to drift. Like great again, back on a firm decks, eight bucks. Like money came for it last start because of the weather. Like it's got a wobble from that. Price. Um, like Western Temple's 10 11. It's going super from the outside gate. It's just so hard. Jericho Missiles 20 to 1. It's got to start 40. Laurentino's 20 to 1. It's got to start 200. Floyd 16. It's got to start 60. Um, so. I don't know, Nerodio 210, it's got to start 250, I think, at least. Yeah. It's got to have a wobble too. So maybe 450 resort, man, it's the best you're going to see. Yeah, potentially. I'm I'm personally against Nerodio. I think I'm high fours, low fives. I just I don't think it runs a tr- you go for it. <laughs> I um I don't think it runs a twelve at that grade and it's one last start purely in my head on the basis of got got a great run, got through the oh, ground. It didn't, yeah, it didn't have cover. I thought it was a real good effort. I know how wet it was, but to not have cover for a horse like that, it's a query at $1,200. Because I, I thought the same thing and I was like, well, that's actually really impressive to go hit the line like it did. 
Uh, was, and he drops away from it's, it's very conditional. Well, was the, sh- the shape of the race was a bit odd though. It was, it was yeah. a horse out three wide outside of it as well, wasn't there? Who popped? Who who ended up popping into the breeze late? Might have been. I think it was a very late arrival in the in the breeze. But it was Caracapo led and then handed up to Great again, again yeah. and it cr- created a bit of a you know a bit of a Traffic. Yeah, hot set. Yeah. yeah, yeah, hot set. Yeah. Okay. But and yeah, even and even Starline didn't even go forward the other day, so created a bit of a funny sort of um, tempo. Yeah, it's just I'm, I just am against Norodio purely from and I get I know it gets the weight, but outside of that, for me, that's all it gets. Everything else I think is completely against it here. I don't think it runs thirteen. I I think that the ground is a negative. I know it gets through it well, but like compared to heavy, I think it's completely different. Everything else will improve as opposed to it going backwards. Um, but I just I like resortman's short enough for me at the price it is now. I'm, That's the thing. You know, like I'm about that. I'm about flat fourth or high yeah. three. So there's not much meat on the bone. I was a lot longer grade again. I was closer to 101 than eight dollars fifty. So, um, <laughs> like it's just this is not a race I want to be overly betting into now that's for sure it's a shame when you want to take one on at 220 isn't it you'd think, yeah. you'd, think you'd really find something that's it's got that uh that little bit too what price are you star line tommy star line i don't know my price on this race but okay. i think i was around 950 mm-hmm. i was single figures yeah. so i wasn't tens but i think i was just below that okay but that's another one where i don't know like how how well is peter fernie going at the minute yeah. as well he i think he's just slightly worse than adam's run of i think he's like one of 70 but or we might be more than that. But either way, it's not ideal. I think they had a treble a few weeks ago. Did they? Yeah. They yeah. might have. But, yeah, he's he's not going as well as he has in the past. That's mm-hmm. for, sh- for sure. At the minute, I don't know what's, what's is, going so on. Is he not – sorry, I haven't been following. Has he not been as dominant in the golf fields this, this year? No, it's hard. Brock's sort of winning two or three races of the seven most weeks. Yep. Uh, sort of long weekend seeable. likes to win every single week. Mm. Um, yeah, I just – yeah, I just think the crop they've got at the moment just isn't – that crash hot. That's okay. that's all it is. So I don't know whether there's much else um, they can do. They're just the consistent cow horses that just seem all the visitors are winning. I think the cow form this year is really poor mm. um, because every visitor that comes, every maiden, uh, it's usually it's a, usually a, yeah, a visitor that's winning every single race. Just about so he's got seven percent the last yeah ninety days. Cow's just about to heat up too. Cool Guardy Cup Sunday week. So and then uh, before you know it, you boys will be. Uh, Front and center. Hitting Hannah Street hard over the uh, the round. So yeah. uh, I've got a little bit of a wild card in this race. If it gets out crazy bet fair, I'm going to have something on Yeah Darty. What? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think uh, his best, although he could be gone, there's a, heavy, there's a big chance that he is gone. But if he's not, caveat. if he's not, uh, I think he's going to be wild and he's going to get a great round from gate three. And he's he's got, he's got a really high um, – Peak performance that can can measure up at uh, at weight for age against some of these. So uh, I think he what what do you what do you think of bet fair late? Yeah, Darty Terry as a, as a as a wild guess. Well, we just went through them all, and we basically I don't think it's a there's a heap of money horses, which is your problem. So yeah. the, if you don't mind one and it's thirty to one, that might be best you get. I don't know. All I know is there isn't a heap of support for a lot of these. We we just Tommy and I just listed four or five, and they're going to have to drift. So mm. I hope the radio starts dollar ninety because it makes it. A lot easier 
in what I want to do. So I hope if anyone's <laughs> yeah, listening, I reckon Rodeo's moral. Love it, Tommy. Take the 250. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I love it. Good stuff. All right. So that is the uh, idyllic Prince Stakes. That's our feature for the day there at Belmont. That's uh, August 27. Now, Terry, what are we looking at? Um, we're looking at the, the Furfy Handicap BJ Race 9, also known as the Get Out Stakes. AKA. Uh, <clears throat> AKA. Hang on. No, just the K and the A. S-T-E-A-K-S. Jeez, don't throw some letters at me before I start that. The extremely popular Get Out Steaks is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canyonvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs a show, swing pass, say day. Timmy's team will look after your red carpet treatment out there at Market City Meats. Did you see last week's winner, Terry? Yeah, I was talking to him after the race, actually, and I said, I'm coming around for a barbecue because <laughs> you knocked me off, you prick. So, um, yeah, no, well done. Pistol. No, not Pistol. Yeah, we'll call him Pistol. <laughs> we, already call, we already call the other Pete Pistol. Not to get uh, confused, but yeah. Peter McCormick from uh, McCormick Bookmaking fame, uh, friend and uh, guest of the 1-1 uh, here, he, um, he was the only person – to submit Marlies as their Get Out Stakes entrance. And he was very close to the official margin, actually. So well done, Pete. The only thing Pete did wrong is he sent it via direct message, um, mm. which <laughs> created a bit of consternation with the uh, with the Get Out Stakes faithful. Bit of a uh, bit of a query, but um, yeah, it's called the over fifties rule. <laughs> <laughs> you get it, you get away with it. You get away with it at a certain age. So. Um, so, but we do like them to be tweeted in for transparency. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how many um, decimal? points to pay you <laughs> actually he went the two so that's, that was that's what that saved sealed him. the yeah. deal yeah, yeah. 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 two rolls don't <laughs> <have a> right <laughs> but Pete as I said in uh, in our tweet last weekend it was a fantastic day all round for Pete the uh, Dockers won he's a Dockers man they're through to the, the finals and uh, they uh, they saluted after being in trouble against the Giants last Saturday uh, all the faves basically got rolled or a lot of the faves got rolled last Saturday had a win on the punt and of course he's his uh, Jag Marley's there in the get out seats did you Put a get out stakes in? No, I didn't. I was. Oh, you would have had. Mar- I was out and about. Oh, I don't know. I would have had never sober. I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and pretend I would have had um, Marley's, but the race. Yeah. <laughs> but never yeah. never sober won the reverse. Get out stakes. <laughs> I think it did actually. Yeah, yeah the bookends. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, Pete. And uh, yeah, and if you're uh, if you're out there at Belmont on Saturday, make sure you go and say good day to Pete and Scotty out there at uh, McCormick Bookmaking. Um, they always give give you a point or two better because you listen to the one one. <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> now to enter this week's get out stakes race nine at uh, at Belmont. Send us a tweet at the one one pod, not a direct message. Um, let us know who you think will win race nine and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and we can never ever forget the Sam White rule. Tommy, first in best dressed, of course. Over to you, Guru. Let's uh, let's go here. Race nine, uh, the Get Out Stakes, the Furphy Handicap, thirteen hundred meters, Belmont Saturday. Let's the do it. Furphy Handicap. Um, we'll have a couple of Furfies tomorrow. Uh, yeah, no, I don't mind this race actually. Um, this is one of probably only two with Harmika that I'm sort of mentally locked into. Uh, definitely having something on, but uh, I think Regal Magic is just uh, low flying. Mm. This. Uh, 
This time in, uh, first up was four deep, no cover the trip over the thousand, hit the line brilliantly, then beat See Why We Are, and that was a day where the middle part of the track wasn't the spot to be. Uh, the run against McCancer, who's obviously come out and franked that form uh, since with Troy Turner. I think Troy sort of gave up at the top of the straight and thought, I'm not in a position to win this race. And I uh, didn't really ask it to go through its gears. The next thing you knew, he goes, oh, hang on, this is bringing me into the race. This is going to – and it was just uh, – yeah, for, it's probably yeah, just about the run of the season to date, to be honest with you. And then uh, at its most recent, it was well-supported on a day where if you were off the fence, you were absolutely brown bread. Um, I think it was a great run considering how that track was playing. Uh, three-wide last yeah, as well. Yeah, three-wide last. It was it was a tough one because I think they wanted to find a spot because they knew how it was playing and catching Fander from last was going to be an impossibility. So, yeah, they were in a hiding to nothing so um draws better here not jumping well which is a concern it's probably going to be three pairs back and we're going to need some luck and i'm, I'm loath to back horses in traffic at the moment because i feel like i'm getting every single one that's held up for the majority of the straight <laughs> but if lucy can land three pairs off them um she's two for three on the horse as well uh, a lot of regal magic's best runs have been when working into it wide so i was a bit concerned that the inside barrier might be a bit of a worry but if you go back and watch a race last campaign when jade mcnaught rode this mare um it should have beaten comes a time um it just got held up right at the wrong time so i think it can accelerate through a gap uh, i think a lot of these are on its whole uh, on their mark just on face value looking at the race i go well that's that's a big weight that's a big weight that's a big weight it's the only one just on face value it's obviously your ratings to me that just oh that looks well in in this race it looks well in so um it's regal magic for me vain tempest the only other horse i had under 10 bucks but i'm not big on backing a horse that's on the triple uh, backup. I never like a triple backup. Tell me. Plus, it's going to be in traffic and it's a head case. Mm. I'm intrigued as to what you did. This is more just an educational point. I'll look at it. But what did you do with Vane Tempest in terms of negative or positive last start on the rail, but it peeled out in the straight to be four off it? Do you have you I impacted that? I think she's yeah. just pretty tough. Like, I think she's just uh, – like, she she was gone. That race last week, she carries the same weight here. I feel like this race is far better than last week. I mean, Zero Demerits won that race, advanced, didn't get the run it wanted to on the fence. Leia Lays run second. I don't know if that's a, a great form reference, but – Back 100 helps. Yeah, exactly right. The, the big thing we need to see here with Vane Tempest is can she – because it's likely she's going to have cover. She's not the greatest beginner. Um, can she land in just behind him and um, and can Clint get her to settle? It's got the right hoop on board. Well, it's interesting that her best – runs have been three wide no cover yeah yeah exactly yeah. So right. we- She's got, almost going to be cluttered up a bit. Yeah, but we, we don't know. But mm. it gives you the feel that she doesn't like that a huge uh, a huge amount. But, um, yeah, it's she's the fascinating runner. She's obviously got the ability to blow them out of the water. But I do feel that if Regal Magic sprints not far from behind her with four and a half kilos less and, and, and gets the luck, I think I think Regal Magic gets her. So Yeah. Um, My so blinkers cl- are on. That's the way I'm going. Clean sweet yeah. Regal Magic as well. I was on last time. Uh, are you Regal Magic? Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm yep. quite sure Regal Magic. So. Yep. so did you have any more? To add to the race? <laughs> oh, not really. Just like what? Do you, one question to you, Tommy and Terry. What are we? What are we doing with all day session? To me, just stands out head and shoulders above the rest as the class runner of the race, and he's weighted up to that. Uh, better, better run last week after a couple of shockers. Maybe uh, Money Maley's got him back on track. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of lost with that horse at he's the a minute. Bit of mystery, isn't he? Yeah, like, like I thought last last. I was clearly his best effort. Um, compared to his two before before that. Um, but I don't know. I don't think f- this is the race for him. I think he's going to be cluttered up back on the fence and have a fair bit of traffic issues. Mm. And I'm in a similar view that 
I think, what is it, five and a half kilos to Regal Magic if they're alongside each other and all-day sessions not getting clear galloping room to fly with it, I think it's going to be a bit different. So, I, yeah, I don't know how to how I look at that horse. I, I definitely am not sitting here thinking, oh, he's, he's back now. So, I've kind of taken it as I'll, I'm happy to find out if he's too good. He's too good. Mm. And that's not what I want to be backing, especially not at that price now. Yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting runner um, <clears throat> all day session because he's very, very best. Um, Can a horse stand? peak in a campaign and then go crab and then peak again? Mm. That's my worry. And you're back on the firmer going as I, well. Yeah, I understand that. But it's kind of a bit of a melee MO, isn't it? He does these kinds of things with He these, also these runs horses. them um, deeper into their preps so they drop more points for next time. Potentially, yeah. Um, other than that, it's, I mean, Hibiscus Lady has been a really good acquisition for Nikita Barber. She's a bit stiff not to have already opened up her account, but uh, benefited from the conditions and a, and a good map there when um, really smashing them in the last at uh, Belmont three weeks ago. Um, do you want to make a case for anything else? Brooklyn Pier second up, might improve. Had some good ascot form on dry going last prep. And Weapon Sun, the gate, looks like the big, big issue there. He's uh, He went forward and hung on quite gamely in that uh, River Rubicon race um, last uh, on the on the heavy 10. But he, again, he uh, he ran Dom to shoot to a half length last prep. His career since he's gone to Lindsay, he's got two lengths better, yeah, three right. lengths better, yeah. four lengths better. So yeah, with a gate, massive player. It's just, there's a lot of horses that want the same spot in running that Weapon Sun will. Yeah. They're drawn underneath, so it's going to need a... Uh, a gem from Holly, but yeah, just all the ones you mentioned. They're just like, I mean, Carrigen Aurora is first up 300 days or something, and mm -hmm. it's 10 bucks. Brooklyn Pier doesn't win out of turn, it's 10 bucks. Creator, uh, I think that Kalgoorlie form is really good around long weekend, actually. Um, if it is a nice firm deck and, and we don't get the rain and it plays like a good four or something, he'll go forward, land in the breeze. Millie really, really thing. made long weekend earn that win, I thought, yep. at Kel the other day. So, or yep. Exactly Last right. start. Again, I, I just I look at surface, like without obviously it's all about ratings, but I just go, gee, 61, obviously a little claim compared to 55 and a half Regal Magic. And I think Regal Magic's going better. Yeah. Like if they were equal weights, I'd probably still. So just, just, just on the surface, they all sort of look on their mark mm. apart from Regal Magic. So what do you think happens fine. with the market here? Because originally, I, I, I would say that Regal Magic isn't typically one that's going to shorten. Exactly right. But mm. I don't know what else comes for support here. So it's a well, there could um, be money for the one all day session. There could be money for Creator. It's not an impossibility. Vane Tempest, there definitely can be money for. Um, Brooklyn Pier will stay hard in the market. Weapon Sun's one they don't mind backing. Hibiscus Ladies coming off a big leading uh, and winning rating. So it's one. So this, it, it, I don't know where, but it could come. It could come other places and we're, we're sort of betting into 125, 130% markets at the moment. So um, the five bucks or whatever it is at the moment it is enough, but it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we're taking $6 late or something, but it also would surprise me if we're taking $4.20 late. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Mm. Any price is good enough. Regal Magic for me. Uh, I've backed all day session at much shorter prices throughout the preparation. So much harder races. <laughs> much harder races. Yeah. So if he gets if if he gets out uh, ten dollars or beyond, I, I, I'm going to have to be compelled to have, have something on. But uh, yeah, I was pretty keen. Regal Magic last start it was a tear up your ticket job. Very soon after the start on a hot rail day, and um, complete forgiveness there. And I'm I'm with you fellows across the board. It's a clean sweep. Lucy Warwick, Regal Magic in the Get Out Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S. Uh, let's take a break and we're back with our Betfair Bests, our Lays and our Maddies for uh, Idyllic Prince Stakes Day. We're turning for home, entering the straight. It's the Betfair Best 
betting propositions. That's betfair.com.au for idyllic Prince Stakes Day. Guru, what's your betfair best? I've only got two bets, so I'll go the one that's the bigger price. We'll go in the last. We'll go with uh, race at nine, number 11, Regal Magic. Um, yeah, Tommy and I are hoping we'll sort of see $5 plus throughout. That'll be plenty. Yeah, I'll double off as well. Regal. Regal Magic is Come great. on, BJ. Bet their best. Saloon Bar. Yeah, I like Ooh. it as well. For those- that's Good, I love it. For those who can't see. Could uh, you- It's, mad, it's funny, isn't it? After watching Barry Paris's last win, and I, it goes into this with 56, you, you couldn't imagine not- Tip A tipping against it, let alone making such a best. It's yeah, it's a fascinating race. Like I, yeah, we can only be as opinionated as we want. We're seeing exactly the same as everybody else. Yeah, it was just one trial and how good Baby Paris was the other day, and then a speed map. Like yeah, fascinating race. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, if, I might if, change my mind if, after uh, this and if, take three dollars ten on the day or something. If, do you reckon Liz Strempel listens to our show? Surely she does. 100%, yeah. Scratch, uh, please. If, if, um, if there's a scratching there, that would be kind of handy. But Is there um, a non-fee? Because I'll, I'll pay it. To- <laughs> Tell you what, if, if, you're, if you're that confident, Tommy, with the market shorting, do you take your 450 now and then um, be a real boring Barry and, and say, ladies and baby Paris <laughs> at 280? What do you do? you have profit or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a... Yeah, I should be winning. All right. And watch Universal Flare kick clear on a hot roll. Yeah. Um, Madness. 20 to 1, $21 plus. Uh, what are we? What about Maddie's? Tommy, I think we got yours. Yeah, I like it. Go forward in race seven. With any luck, with a three wide line, I think it's just a ridiculous price. So it's the only one above $20. that's above my price, but I don't want to volley again. So look, I think if we, if we use your boosts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, just throw Harmika into uh, into um, Regal Magic. I'm going to guess that Betfair SP will be $21 for that multi. It's around <laughs> about 17 at the moment, but otherwise I'm tipping where I'm not even going to back. So okay. that's the best we can do. Yeah, that's that's the that's the guru for you. Uh, my Maddie is in the feature, the idyllic Prince Stakes. So I'm going to have something on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, daddy. So um, that is my Maddie for, uh, for the day and- Lay, we're going to try and get something beat. Tell me. In a rodeo, can't win. Love it. Can't win. I love it. I can't love win, it. Can't win. win. Wait for age gate to be suited. Like, I just love the, yeah, the can't win. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling for, I'll, I'll give you a, we'll go to race seven and we'll lay Cashaway, Strathmore Rose, Sunny Silk uh, and Pixie Chicks all for the place and goes two walks. That's probably like a dollar twenty. All of them won't run a hole. Go five, five of them at about three bucks. Give us a five. Give us a handful. Uh, goes to walks. Yep. Alien from Mars. Yep. Actually, I'll leave Pixie Chicks out of that. Uh, cash away. That's the shortest of the lot. That's the biggest lay. It's about two eighty a hole. Uh, Strathmore Rose, Sunny Silk. Lay them all the place. Okay. Get about a dollar. T- they're about a dollar twenty for one of them to run a hole. I'd say. We've never had that before, but yeah, I'm, uh, we're, I'm learning, str- we're learning new things. <laughs> I'm at a stretch. I'm really stretching. Uh, I'm going to take on Backmarker. Um, Zero consequence coming off that last start failure. I just think he's going to be back, uh, running on late. He, he could be my lay of the day, zero consequence. So, um, yeah, all done. All Terrence, done. Tommy, thanks for uh, joining us here at the 1-1. One, one. It's been a pleasure. Always as always, pleasure. yeah. No, it's always a pleasure having you on, uh, having you on, Thomas, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting insight um, with the way you approach your form. So, thank you as always, mate. Uh, good luck with Miss Vasari. Yeah, recent purchase for TMJ Bloodstock. What's what's the plan with the when are the yearling? When's all that happening? That's 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 early. February. That's February in it. So, what's the plan? Grab another one too. You're going to go over interstate and grab one, or yeah, we'll see. This I think this year I'll go in with 
I'll probably have pre-planned, you know, buyers where the last two years I've kind of just gone like buy. I know people are interested, but then seek out. So this year I might go in with a different approach of have a couple of people locked in and then we'll see how we go. If depending on how I'm feeling, I might get one or, or I might get two. But the plan is for one and just oh. build from there. Just slow. Yeah, just slow. Just slow. Wins a race. I've only got so much money. Yeah. It's, it's not a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got a certain amount of friends that I can get books to buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Uh, thanks to Craig Whitten as well. Good to have a chat. Uh, all things irrigation. Nothing like a good sprinkler head, DJ, <laughs> uh, in my mind. So good to have a chat. Were you saying earlier that it was your uh, favourite move on my the dance favorite floor? Dance <laughs> sprinkler, yeah. yeah, I didn't find the right moment to drop that in our chat before and uh, I was cleaning up dogweed during half of it as well. So uh, thanks for that, Bella. Oh, and it's funny that um, – yes, welcome aboard Whitten's Irrigation yes, Design. But it's funny board, that yeah. – um, we got a lot of positive feedback on our chat with Tash Faithful last mm. week, and it was she was she was tremendous. What a star! And the the funny part was that half the interview Terry spent running around the, trying to get the dogs to stop chewing on squeaky <laughs> toys, squeaky toy, yeah, <laughs> running up and down the stairs. So the interview turned out remarkably well, considering all the chaos that was one one HQ at the time. So never a dull moment. Lucky yeah, there wasn't any, there wasn't any video footage because it may not have been. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't have looked as smooth sailing. But uh, everyone enjoy the uh, enjoy your weekend on the Rex Hunter. Have some fun at Carnarvon on the dirt on Sunday, and until next week on the one one. Thank you.